I laughed because she had this dress that was made of diamonds. It like reformed and like separated, and all I could think of was knack. Like, <laughs> I was like, oh, is her dress knack? <laughs> knack three confirmed, baby. <laughs> I was like, why did knack like this? Now he's just <laughs> Welcome, welcome, welcome all of my beauties and all of my beasts to another episode of the Super mm. Agile Bros. You did the thing. You know I did mm. the thing. I, I was like, <laughs> you know, I, you know you, you'll get it in a second here, y'all. Y'all get what, where I'm coming from. But um, as I said, welcome to the Super Agile Bros. So happy to have you, our Super Agile Nation family and friends. Uh, so as, you, as per usual, it's time to introduce the brothers. Can I first... Get the brother Kyle to introduce himself. How you doing, brother Kyle? How's life? How are you? What's the crack of life? What's up, man? Oh, everything's going good. Life is good. Crack of is positive crack So we we all good. I like it. Positive crack of And I guess, you know, I got to introduce the boy Steve, the brother Steve. Brother Steve, what's crack How are you doing, brother Bradston? What's crack with you? friend <laughs> mm. Mm. yes yes well thank you thank you for <laughs> introducing yourself as per whatever that was and uh, i hope you, you just stay- that was uh I, I just i just watched friday and i was channeling bernie mac a little you know oh that mm. was bernie mac oh no, it was not. let me just let me just say this that was not bernie mac that's just a oh. joke i watched you the movie it. recently <laughs> that was I was not doing an impression. That was the greatest Bernie Mac (laughs) impression of all time. It was was not an impression. It's as if he were in the room. Y'all know Jay Farrow, the comedian, who does all the, uh, he does like Eddie Murphy and Denzel Washington. Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart. He does all of them. I never heard of any of these people. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Okay. You just replaced Jay Farrow. But Bernie Mac, you have. He's no longer allowed to do Bernie Mac. If he ever did it, you're the only one. He's, you're, you're it. (laughs) Oh my. Dethroned. Dethroned. Speak, <laughs> speaking of uh, dethroned, I, I was about to say something actually pretty clever, and then I forgot it. So, sorry. Sorry for our fans. Oopsie. The segue was just went straight to garbage. Trash. You know what? You know what's messing me up right now? Five seconds before this recording, I was introduced mm-hmm. to a channel that <laughs> just... just I don't know what's going on with that particular creator, but <laughs> it feels as if that YouTube channel is a cry for help. <laughs> if you are in the Discord, I'm going to ask Steve to drop one of the videos like in random or memes so y'all can check it out. It's it's from like... Oh, which one will you choose? I think I'll choose the classic, uh, Take Me to Snurch. Take Me to Snurch, yes. I'm yeah, about I it. I think so. And, and for those who are not so lucky to be in the Discord... What what's the what's her the the if you just search that fairy airy if you want to find her YouTube channel it's f a i r y e i r y this is not a ad for her channel this is not a uh, promotion of the channel I'm just telling she's you she's not rating she's not rating our podcast nothing nothing I'm just telling you that that channel has messed up my mind state for this episode so <laughs> I'm hoping to get back on track. 
we were going to talk about a movie we saw, but instead we're going to just <laughs> review her channel. Her channel. Oh, I don't think I'm ready. These things happen. We'll tell <laughs> you where we are now. Well, speaking of fairy tales. Oh, you like that? That segue? Fairy? Airy? Fairy tales? Man, I got speaking of My neck hurts. Segways, <laughs> speaking of segways. Oof. Have you guys heard of this movie called Friday? <laughs> yes. It is actually a Disney movie. Um, <laughs> you know, starring Ice Cube. Chris Rock is the princess, the the Disney princess. <laughs> That's like Chris Rock, Chris Tucker. You oh did. my you did. goodness, I'm worse than you, Steve. I'm glad I'm I glad am glad Chris Rock. Who put these next <laughs> on my plane? <laughs> oh no. Um. Anyway, this episode is going to be a good one. We have made many promises on this podcast, and you know what? We're so good at keeping them, and we're, we're just just going to keep the the ball rolling in our 100% accuracy of doing exactly what we said we we're going to do. Today, we're going to review, I don't know if review, but deep dive, right? We're going to talk about it. We're going to talk about a movie called Bell. For, the, Bell. for those who are interested in how it's spelled, it's B-E-L-L-E. And it is, and I think its actual like Japanese name is the Dragon and Freckled Princess, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something like oh, that. Oh, I didn't even consider trying to look that up. Yeah, so it came up when I searched it. It mm-hmm. was in parentheses. Yeah, so parenthesis as they say. It was parent. It was parenthetical. It's parenthetical. Yes. So if you're looking for the movie, it's Belle, the Dragon and the Freckled Princess. 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 Um, <laughs> It, it is a movie made by the same uh, studio that made Summer Wars. Do you know what the studio name, uh, Steve? You know these type of things. I don't remember off the top of my head. I, I should have written this down. To. I know who the writer yeah, is. Yeah, you should have. I should have. I should just know. I know who the writer of the the the, the movie is. Uh, that would be Mamoru Hosoda. Uh, so anyway, that's just facts that don't really matter at the moment. But anyway, we're going to be deep dive talking, reviewing, chatting about uh, Bell. It's an anime movie. It came out, I think, last year? In the last year, maybe? Yeah, oh. 2021. Let me interrupt you. It's oh. Studio Chizu. Chizu, uh, yes. They, this is their first movie. No, 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 no. Sorry. I, it, it said feature film, and for some reason, I thought it said first film. Translated to... Um, it is a feature film. Okay, never mind. So, Not the first So, movie. Studio Chizu. What an impressive they, first movie would be. <laughs> they, yeah. If they, they went... Yeah, yeah. So, if Studio Chizu... Chizu. Chizu. I almost said Chizu. Chizu. They made this movie. They made A Girl Who Left Through Time. They made mm-hmm. uh, Summer War. Uh, I know there's some other anime movies that they've made. But I think they made The Boy and the Beast. Boy and the Beast. Okay, I'm not. Seems familiar. like it seems like their style. <laughs> mm, beast. I'm not. I'm beast. Um, not familiar with that one, but uh, so yeah. So today's episode, we're gonna deep dive into Bell. If you have not seen Bell, if you're interested in seeing watching the movie without any spoilers and and experiencing it for the first time on your own, I recommend that you stop now. We're gonna go into it as we do with these deep dive episodes. We get into everything that we want to talk about, no holds barred. So. Or just turn the movie on and mute it and then listen to our commentary mm, better. as you better. watch. You know, we'll do that on our YouTube channel so that we'll immediately get a strike. <laughs> just <laughs> upload the whole movie. with. <laughs> you, know, you know that our, our dulcet tones are going to be better than any of the original music or singing yes, in, the, the original, in the critically acclaimed soundtrack. The original so. scores. Come on. Come on, guys. 
And oh, we'll do Soul Pumpkin Pumpkin in the background the whole time. The six hour <laughs> yeah. version. How'd you guys? How'd you guys like that? Did you enjoy being uh, destroyed by the Soul Pumpkin Pumpkin? The smooth sounds. The Soul Pumpkin Pumpkin. It was. It was so good. I, I actually went back and listened to the beginning of it multiple times because the beginning of the Soul Pumpkin Pumpkin sound music. Uh, sound song. I don't know. It's a vibe. Man. It sounds. It's a vibe. Like it's not a vibe. It's like a vibe. <laughs> you like that song. It's a vibe with the accent on the E. Like it's a, it just doesn't come out right. You can find what is it? Hour long, six hour long version of that song. I think it's only it? six hour long. I've there's no, only seen a six hour version. There's no, there's only there's no mercy <laughs> where somebody made a one hour version. It's only six hours. All or nothing. It's all or nothing. And I just want the listeners it. to know I was against Soul Pumpkin Pumpkin. These clowns wanted it. They thought it would be great. Uh, and, and you I loved agree. it. I agree. It was great, but <laughs> was against it. So you know, if uh, anyone's hateful, don't. Okay. Don't me. Okay. He said. He said. Just to let you know, at one point I was against it, but I actually really liked it. So just. Let I was <laughs> against it until it happened, and then I was like, "It's a good. It's a good way to celebrate." But it is still you had terrible. to do it. <laughs> it was the way. It's not fair to our fans. I think it was very fair. I think I think it, it is very. Fair <laughs> I think y'all deserve this. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we needed to expose them to it. I know. Like, I know. Finn deserves it. It's a <laughs> gift to be shared, man. Finn is the, 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 <laughs> like the antagonist to Steve. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't wish it on my worst enemy, which is Finn. <laughs> so you know. We're going to get into it, so you've had plenty of opportunity to stop listening at this point. So let's go ahead and jump in the bell. So as I do with most of these, I just want to ask y'all, what do y'all think of Bell? You know, if, if you want to give a rating, 1 to 10, 1 to 5, whatever, four stars, five stars, I don't care. But what do you, how, how do you feel about the movie? Did you like it? Did you dislike it? General, general thoughts. I guess I can uh, go first. I can, uh, okay, go for it. Oh. So, general thoughts, um, I, it was an unexpected uh, pleasure of a movie. Like I, I, anticip- I anticipated that it would be pretty good, because uh, Steve typically has pretty good taste. So, since he suggested it, I figured it wouldn't have been a trap, as you said, Brad. <laughs> but um, also, Steve is Steve, so you never know. <laughs> yes. It was, it was, it, so, it was sort of a, mi- a mixed bag in that way. It was kind of slow going mm-hmm. at the beginning. But then once it picked up, you know, I was like, okay. And then, you know, as it went on, I was like, hmm, they really had a plan for this, didn't they? And so, um, yeah, all in all, you know, I had my uh, assumptions because it is based on, you know, like the old Beauty and the Beast story. But supposedly they pulled from the original, which I don't know very well. My, my point of reference is pretty much the Disney version, which I, I hear is similar, but, you know, Disney-fied so they can make infinite money off of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and they didn't they didn't pull pull from that a whole lot. There was a lot of unique ideas. Art style was great. The music was really good. Made me want to go find the original music, which I haven't found yet. Um, but super enjoyable experience. So, yeah. To reiterate, before we get into spoilers, if you haven't watched it yet, go watch this movie first because it's it's really good. Two hours though, so be ready. Yeah, it is get a long some food one. something. Steve, cool. So. Uh... My overall impression was that the movie was good. However, I was mm. disappointed by it. Oh, really? It was not as good as I hoped it would be. 
And my on my my takeaway is it's it's just a worse it's it's a it has a lot of well it's not really it's not it it's hard not to draw comparisons to Summer Wars because both this movie and Summer Wars take place partially in like a huge metaverse style virtual reality world mm. like Facebook gone crazy um but the things that happen in the stories are completely different so it's really not fair to compare them but I still can't help but feeling like that this this feels like kind of just a worse summer wars so my my advice would be watch the movie then listen to this episode so as to avoid spoilers and then go watch summer wars because it's you're gonna love it <laughs> if, you, ah. if you like this movie you'll love summer wars um yeah the music was cool although it didn't blow me away as much as i expected um the uh yeah the art is great um the story was a little boring honestly at times i liked we were all trying to guess what the twist was going to be because it was really obvious like oh there's a, there's a secret and mm-hmm. you're trying to guess who what the secret is so it's not really mm-hmm. a twist it's it's a revelation and i was happy with the revelation because it felt earned so that's good but up to that point i was kind of bored and there's a lot of things that happen where like the story is like wait how do we end up here what's going on mm-hmm. why is this person doing this so it didn't feel as cohesive as summer wars so so before I give my uh, review or whatever you want to call it, how did y'all watch the movie? Where did you watch it? Good question. I watched it. Uh, I, I rented it on YouTube, I believe, okay. for like five bucks. Okay. And I watched it in English, which was just a... Uh, I was watching it with... Uh, it was like a double date with another anime-loving couple, but we I dare not hit them with that. It's that Japanese dub, so that one-two punch. What about you, Cal? I watched it on my couch. <sighs> Badoom. <laughs> yeah, I was standing the whole time. But so Kyle yeah, I watched the couch He's with my wife. Yeah, eight. I was gamer strat levitating. <laughs> uh, and then we watched it for free-ish because we pay a subscription HBO Max. Um, oh. Yeah, okay. on the big screen. And you guys watched it in English? In English. Okay. So we, it's so interesting. We all watched it on different platforms. I don't know if this is a first, but it's probably a first. Uh, we watched it on Amazon Prime. and It was on Amazon Prime? Mm-hmm. Um, for free? Not for free. Rented it. Rented it. Oh, uh, so um, you rented it too. Okay. For, I, was about to, I was about to be mad. I'm like, bro. One, one, <laughs> thing, one thing I'll say about the Amazon Prime experience I don't know what's up with Amazon, but they don't really care about their products because <laughs> I found, I found, I found they're just like, oh, you know what? You're going to come here anyway. It's like, well, you used it, didn't you? Huh? It's like, you used it, didn't you? That's all they want well, is for you to use yeah, it. Yeah, I used it because I couldn't figure out where else. To, well, I don't have HBO Max and I didn't know it was on YouTube. So it was, I probably would have, I might have watched it on YouTube because I think the Amazon Prime video players trash. So I probably would have used YouTube. But anywho, I went on my phone, found the movie. Oh, it's on Amazon Prime. I go to the website on my phone. It tells me you can't purchase it here. You have to do it on the app um, that you're going to view it on. So I go, cool. We're, we're going to watch it 
on my TV and we have the uh, the Prime vi Video app. Go to the Prime Video app. Go to the movie. You cannot purchase it here. You have to go on the app on the phone. Snap. So I had to go mm -hmm. to the phone app. All this redirection. And then go to the Prime videos and then I could purchase it. So I couldn't purchase it on the site and I couldn't purchase it in the app on the TV. I had to purchase it <laughs> in I've never I've never had an issue with renting a video straight from wherever I wanted to, you know, on Amazon Prime. Yeah. But this was very specific. It was like a wild goose chase. So I wonder why. I don't know, man. Amazon don't care. They really don't. Um but but also I wanted to ask because I was wondering if y'all watched it in English because we were trying to see if it was in Japanese with subtitles, but English was the only option. So, okay, my review of Bell. So I thought it was a great movie. I watched it with a group of friends. Um, I just threw it out there like, hey, y'all, I'm having an anime movie night watching Bell. Um, and, you know, me, my wife, uh, another couple, and then uh, uh, another guy. Um, he he wasn't with his wife, but, you know, he Fifth came. Wheel. Yeah, he, he was representing. Uh, and he was a big fan of <laughs> Summer War and all of Studio Chizu's films. So he was like, yo, I really want to see this. Great opportunity. And nice. I think watching it collectively with a group of people was the best experience. I think mm -hmm. if I watched it by myself, I don't know. I would have been like, huh, at some point moments. But I was able to ask. Like, there's some moments that confused me a little bit. And then I think it was kind of a sweet movie like touching so i think it was mm -hmm. nice to have a group of people and there are certain moments in the movie that we'll get into that i thought were great and i thought it was even better with other people watching it um the music was great la 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 um a lot of laws um but a lot of lies. great movie um i enjoyed i mean i agree with y'all it was a little bit slow it kind of felt like a slice of life type of anime at one point like especially in the beginning like slow moving i know i'm getting to know all the characters um but i i did like a few of the characters in the movie uh what's the guy's name uh kamishin uh the dude who's always in the the canoe or oh, the kayak the kayaking yeah. dude oh the kayak guy um the canoe slash kayak and then yeah. uh the main character uh what was it? suzu's best suzu? friend hero or whatever oh yeah oh hero yeah she was absolutely vicious <laughs> like a savage just a savage just death the definition <laughs> of a savage um but overall i like the story i like like you said it wasn't a twist but like you said it was a reveal you knew there was something behind all of it and um i thought that was i thought it was a good approach i thought some of it was interesting and i hope we'll definitely talk about that and um yeah i just like the premise overall i i wish i i wish there was like more about this AU the U and AUs and all this stuff like I, I like the sci-fi aspect um I kind of wish there was more time in that world just exploring it first but I know it's a beauty and the beast type of thing so whatever but yeah I had a great time I'd give it like a eight out of ten person um I liked it so so mm. let me ask you like just from well <laughs> With your okay, you we all knew that it was going to be a Beauty and the Beast like retelling or whatever. Like, yeah. do you feel like it lived up? No. <laughs> like it lived <laughs> up to its source material. Do you feel like it 
did something new and fresh. And once again, we can get deep, get into whatever you want to. Um, or do you feel like it was kind of weird for them to use this? Like they could have just went a different direction. Like, how did y'all feel about it being kind of directly paired to basically a classic that everybody knows? Uh, I So I did not know that they apparently went to like the source story below Disney. Mm-hmm. So I was comparing it to the Disney movie as well. Um, I guess I don't mind. I don't see a problem with it, really. It definitely is different. I mean, uh, brief spoilers. We are gonna do. We are gonna do. We are gonna do major spoilers. But I'll just say now, like there isn't really. It felt like there might be a romance between her and and the beast, but then it quickly becomes like, no, I just am worried about him, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and it's like a. It was kind of weird, actually, because at one point they they meet up and it really feels like they're like giving each other googly eyes. Yeah. But yeah, then it's just like, but then it's just like, no, it was, yeah, you know, whatever. Because she likes some other guy. And I thought there was mm-hmm. going to be some sort of maybe like love triangle going on, but no. So I was, it, it, I don't know. It felt like I didn't care too much if it was a retelling or not. But in terms of it being a retelling, it felt kind of like a weak retelling to me. Yeah. Yeah, I can agree with that. The, uh, the, the bits, I guess, that were. I guess direct references because like you, I, I haven't read the original, but they definitely did pull inspiration from the Disney version. And it's like most of those references kind of fell flat for me. Mm-hmm. Um, is I didn't really see the reason why they didn't just treat it like an original story since so much of it seemed original, like it was trying to be an original story. Yeah. And so it just seemed shoehorned in, like, especially since we're talking about, I guess, the scene with the googly eyes. that They had the whole, like, ballroom dance thing that mm-hmm. didn't feel earned. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the googly eyes, I think, is because, you know, in the in the Disney version, Belle and the Beast do have feelings, you know. It's the tale once. as old as time. Yeah. Exactly. And imagine, gets... imagine you're watching the tale as old as time, and they're not literally singing that song, but they're singing something like romantic music. Mm-hmm. And then they're like, and then they both, you know, swipe left or whatever. And they're like, cool, all right. Like that's kind of how it felt. First date, yeah. First date. <laughs> it's super strange. And then to go back a little bit, I think the movie was kind of dis- uh, misdirecting us because, like, her aunties or the the people in the in her singing group, they were like pressuring her, saying that she was in love with a bad boy. But that was before she knew who Beast was. But it's like even if she did want to help it still seemed like she was interested even at that point mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but it's like she denied they, it the whole time i do not remember i thought they were pressuring her because she was in love with shinobu that her, shinobu? her childhood friend they were just referencing that they knew she was infatuated with somebody who was a bad boy right yeah that's true oh, they okay. didn't say who but i guess my takeaway from that conversation was oh they know about how much she likes her. Like, I was thinking she likes her friend, not she likes the beast. So, I think was, I was. Maybe I don't, maybe I'm misremembering what I thought in those moments. Shinobu a bad boy, though? No, he's like the most upstanding citizen, like, ever. He's a nice guy. <laughs> oh, did they specifically say bad boy? Yeah, they maybe did. I just, maybe I really don't remember. Because, because, okay, I, let's, I want to take a detour. I do want to come back and give my thoughts. But there's <laughs> that moment was kind of interesting because. <laughs> So there's the four ladies, right? And they're like, oh, like, you must be into a bad boy. And then one of them starts detailing how they went, lived in Ohio or something or something. Yeah, they're mm-hmm. like, oh, I was in Ohio. And there's this guy who's a bad boy. And, and like, I don't know if it was the writing or the delivery, but she oh, was like, yeah. 
and I made him a present. I gave him a present. And it was like, yeah. pause, right? And I was like, am I supposed to insinuate that you, like, <laughs> and then she's like, oh, yeah, I wrote him a song. <laughs> like, it was such a weird way it was delivered in that moment. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you're, are you fast? Like, what's happening here? And then she kind of brought it back <laughs> around. But it was just a, such a strange way to tell that story like <laughs> it's funny that you bring that up because technically that's foreshadowing do you remember what happened next she wrote him a yeah. song right she sang to him she wrote him a song but it turned out he was a i think he was a student and he was like a kid a child yeah yeah it wasn't romantic she had she delivered the story as if it was romantic but then she revealed like aha i'm kidding it was just a kid oh see, i missed that i thought that she was saying that she was a they were kids but it was no, an actual she was an adult. Child. She was like in college or something. Oh wait, now nah, that's yeah. Even she more was she was about to go to college and he was in eighth grade. Oh yeah. oh, now I'm really yeah. It was raunchy. Well, it's not raunchy because it's like her baby is supposed to or something, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. the way the way she to... was telling the story made it feel yeah, like yeah, it was. Yeah, but yeah, fair. the actual story was pretty. I guess. But it's funny. Episode. It's fun. It's foreshadowing, not funny. It's foreshadowing mm-hmm. because. That's what we think of the beast. Like, oh, something's going on here. But then it turns out mm-hmm. to be an underage child. Yeah. Oopsie. And she helped, you know. Because he was, what, 15? Yeah. 14? Something like yeah, that. Yeah, or something. And she's like 17. So it's not too big of an age gap, but he's I've, younger. I, I think she was, I think he was younger than her, significantly younger than her. Yeah, he was like 13 or 14. She's definitely 17. I don't remember how old he was. His dad called out his age. I want to yeah. say 14. I think it was 14. I know it's not okay. 12. Or ten or eleven, no, because um, his younger brother was yeah. Like they played it up like it was way too much of an age difference, mm-hmm. but it did seem like it was close enough that I would have been like, uh, but you know, so they it's were like the same height and everything. Too. But it's so yeah. interesting because like I do think like at that age, fourteen and seventeen is a huge sure. gap, right? It does feel like yeah. a lot. mentally, mentally, yeah. yeah. It's big. But if somebody was creepy, like that would be well, <laughs> within, well within like reason. Yeah, in the U.S., That's true. it would be. Right? No, I don't know. Eighteen. I don't know. Anyway, anyway. So <laughs> I just thought those I mean in the South. In this well, let's not even talk, get into that. So um <laughs> No, so my take on the whole story, actually I appreciate how much they didn't stick to any story I was expecting. Uh yeah. I do think that it did feel a little rushed, but I guess Bell and Beast in the movie, it was a little rushed too, because it's like he's well, she kind of was kidnapped, and then she had Stockholm syndrome, so it kind of naturally yeah. progressed. All the actions and motivations in the Disney movie make sense, more or less. More or less, because she's like there. Like it's questionable. Yeah, she's there to save her father. Mm-hmm. She's there to replace her father. And then she they sees, explained she it at least. Mm-hmm. Or you can explain it after you. you see. Could, yeah, you could you could say, well, I wouldn't do that, but you still understand. Yeah. Whereas in this movie, a lot of times I'm like, what is going on? Yeah, because the evolution Why? of their it's the primary the movie itself is like focused in on the evolution of their relationship, right? Over yeah. time, seeing him grow to be more of a gentleman, seeing this and seeing her like admire him for his protective nature. But in this movie, mm-hmm. a lot of the action if you want to call it that, or a lot of the focus was just on Suzu, like dealing with, oh, I'm a weird teenager and I'm popular here. And then she had a sad upbringing. Justin. (laughs) My Uh, man, Justin. The the Power Ranger? 
Jess, yeah. who was supposed to be Justice a, Justin. Justice Justin. Who's supposed to be Gaston, kinda sorta. I guess. I guess. But he was also just just He wasn't a bad guy though. He was like he was still he was just uh, an officer. So no, he, he was, was a bad, bad guy. guy. <laughs> I, mean, I mean he was the he was the antagonist for the movie, but he seemed like he I mean, kidnapped he her. That that's kidnapped. that's Gaston's characterization as well. He's not a bad guy. He's just He's just getting the town into a fury to go kill a monster in a castle that kidnapped the girl. Okay, I guess. Based I don't on know. Gaston story. and him are both bad guys to me because number one, Gaston. Yeah, I, I agree. Gaston kidnapped his father and like trapped him in the you know like so he wouldn't tell the truth, and so that's just wrong. And Justin kidnapped Belle, and it was like I'm going to shoot you with my sponsored. <laughs> but it's after the sponsorships so were so my funny. my crypto.com sponsored <laughs> like, like oh he's like but it was after he after he found her at the castle and stuff though like she was at that point she was an accessory to the crimes of the beast yeah yeah but but, but that's but the way he handled it was absolutely villainous like there was no like yeah. oh like they played it up. Like, he was so, a bad cop, but he was still just a cop. So I think he, I think <laughs> I think Justin and everything about him is bad. Yes. In terms of, in terms of the movie and the writing, <laughs> and, and the here's writing. why. There's a couple reasons. One, his justice beam just exposes you for how for who you for what you really look like. Yeah. But I'm like, is that really the worst punishment you can think of? In- online, yeah, online it is. If you if you're making uh, a virtual getting sex, doxed, yeah, 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 yeah. But it doesn't even dox you. It just shows what you look like. Like I guess it doxes you to your friends and people who know you. And eventually, yeah, that'll. Spread but if the far, whole, far but if, but if the whole premise of you is what they said, are you like not satisfied with your real life and you're trying to create a new you? Doing yeah, that right. is essentially destroying the whole experience. And since it's biometrically linked to you, you can't make you a can't new just account. Make a new character. So it's done. That's true. You know. Okay, that's fair. It's undoable. That's that's a little bit of stakes. And it didn't occur to me, but I guess everyone is trying to be anonymous mm-hmm. on you. Mm-hmm. So that's fair. That's fine. But at, in the moment, I was like, I don't know why everyone would be so upset about this. Because I was thinking it's like Facebook where everyone knows who you are anyway. Except Belle is being secretive. Um, but So like, it was stakes for her regardless. But I didn't understand why it was a thing for most people. Mm. Um, yeah. I also I didn't understand why he hated the beast so much. I'm like, oh, he fought a bunch of people and broke into a concert. But you were already chasing him when he broke into the concert. So like, what did he what did he do that was so villainous that you had to like yeah. disrupt the the entire social life of this <laughs> online service? You know, I th- he really he like went out of his way and broke a bunch of stuff just to get to the beast. You know, what's so interesting yeah. to me. I feel like that's real though. That there'd be these people within a virtual world, if you could choose any role, if you could be anything, who would fundamentally dub themselves the protector of the space, you know? Like, I am the moderator and try to, like, like exert control (laughs) in this space in the guise of doing the right thing or, oh, we need rules and regulations. You know, it's like, no, like, we don't need that. And then he just had this weird group of people who essentially were just like the avengers yeah so i have a question about that part Hmm? i bet we have the same question yeah so going back to the whole you know biometric (laughs) way (laughs) of creating your your avatar are these something about these people make them predisposed to being 
Power Rangers or superheroes, the Avengers, like, did they choose? Did that they have... was my exact question. Well, well, okay, I can answer this question because that's just what they're wearing. And they can choose whatever they wear, but their, like, their actual body, what their physical state is determined by the biometrics. But your clothing oh, is whatever you want. Oh, they have the same want. skin. Yeah. But they all look, they all had, like, the same body shape. They were all, like, humanoid, you know, either human or anthropomorphic animal people like semi-built yeah they were all pretty big pretty tall whereas everyone else was like random gremlins and doodads (laughs) super varies yeah so so i actually have a question about that because there's a moment where Belle, well suzu when she's making her account it generates off of a picture she put in right right it didn't generate off of her live video feed so when she was getting to select it it was like confirm or cancel so my mm-hmm. interpretation of that moment was that, oh, she could have inserted a different photo and it would have created a different entity of her, right? Like based off of the characteristics from that photo and also whatever new photo. other biometric yeah. stuff. So I wonder how, if how many people just that was their first choice, you know, or if that was just like for her, you know, like or did they keep just generating off of other photos until they found one that pleased them, you know? Like oh that reminds us. Does that mean that that the Power Rangers use like photos of animals and stuff to generate their biometrics? Well, it had to be you. So I don't. Did it? Wasn't there? Wasn't there a point of contention where people were like, "Did she thought that maybe it had used the face of her classmate instead?" Oh yeah, of her Ruka. Own face? But it 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 was. I don't. I mean, she said that, but it definitively showed that the square box chose her face in the right. picture. So I, I don't know, like and it had the freckles. So I don't, I don't know. That's super weird. Just maybe coincidence. Oh, but but it definitely looked like Ruka. So it's it's like a weird, weird uh, quirk in the storytelling, I guess. So my question is, Ruka, you saw her avatar at the end of the movie. I forgot what was her avatar. So uh, uh, Kami Shins was like this weird furry looking. It was like a dog Chewbacca man, looking right? dog thing, a little small one, and then. Ruka's was like looked like some type of kind of gremlin esque cute gremlin with a saxophone in its mouth. Yeah, she, she was like a, <laughs> oh, yeah. almost like a wizard looking thing. Yes. Yeah, and I was like, is the saxophone an accessory, or is that a part of her, her body? Like, <laughs> <laughs> her character can't speak because she can only play the saxophone. She's really a band nerd. Like, she's really just a band nerd. Like, hardcore. Yeah. <laughs> I uh, I don't know, man. The the other question I had was. You know, if Justin self-appointed himself as as the moderator of you, which first of all, one person shouldn't be doing all that. There should <laughs> it's be a lot like of control. Yeah, it's a lot. But like, how did he? Act? It's one thing to self to self-elect, but he actually had like some sort of authority within the world, and somehow he got all these sponsorships, and somehow those sponsorships translated into a game-breaking weapon. <laughs> they could use right. anywhere he wanted so, yeah that's the odd part to me because clearly he got something from the creators themselves right like they well he said that they approved but, of his position and what he was doing right. and then he was rewarded also with sponsorships and all that jazz so it just seems like he built over time because you existed for a while right before suzu came in so he must have built mm-hmm. his rep 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 in the streets to be somebody who upheld mm. use. I don't know. 
values or something? I mean, Whatever they don't they don't are. say who the voices were. So no. maybe there's a chance that he was connected to them through some extended means. Like maybe he knew them, Yo, but d- he wasn't part of their group. Yeah, I was gonna say I was gonna say, oh, maybe he worked for them, but that doesn't make sense because he had sponsors. Because if he just worked, for I them, thought the voices were the whales, or at least they were represented by the whales. Yeah, super. Oh, really? It's kind of unclear. That actually makes a lot the of sense. Sub I, didn't, I didn't glean that at all. Yeah, the sub <laughs> sub whales, the subwoofers. Um, yeah, like that whole. I mean, to me, that's why I was saying earlier. I would love like to learn a little bit more about the world. But once again, the movie mm-hmm. was already long enough, so I know they couldn't do that. But mm-hmm. they they put so much of it in front of you, it felt like I needed a little bit more explanation on what was going on. Like if they just were yeah. like, "Hey, Belle and Beast had an encounter, and then they disliked each other and came to love each other," but like once they added that whole weird police element in Dollar Tree Avengers, like it it just got a little. It was corny. Yes. Honestly, it was corny. And not just corny, but like I was saying about Justin and his power, it seemed really contrived. Like, how did this happen? Mm-hmm. Why is this happening? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did want more answers. With Gaston, you can you can understand how a man like him would have followers and would have authority because everyone mm-hmm. loves him. Because he exudes. Because it, it on the surface, he seems like the kind of guy that you would want to follow. Yeah, I mean, maybe Justin had that. We just didn't get to see much of his background, but people yeah, did follow him, did. you know? That would make sense. They definitely were ganging up against... Well, they were They're definitely... Uh, during the concert, when, when they all break in, people were cheering for him. Yeah. So, so. so I have a question. Now talking about you and some of the stuff going on. What was up with Me? the AIs? <laughs> you know, like... Nothing. Like, what... Wh- there is no explanation. <laughs> why did the AIs fundamentally, like... Like want to protect beast or dragon? Like, so, what yeah. was so that about? Me, mermaids. I I just want to like, I just want to 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 run through what I know. Is that cool? Just if anyone's Go listening, for just it. for the sake. All right. So most of the characters in the movie are people. They're real people. There's not like a prevalence of artificial people or robots or anything in this world. But occasionally you can meet or she meets like a little AI character. And it's actually not clear that it is AI the first time you meet it. You think because everyone's avatars are so bonkers that it could have just been like a child or something. But she's looking for at one point she's looking for the castle and she keeps finding these little AI creatures and they keep misleading her. And then eventually one recognizes her and likes her and is like, I'll take you there and actually brings her to the castle. And it seems like they're all they were all working together to mislead her and the one dude the one that let let her in kind of foiled their plans and they're it doesn't come to anything but they're like they don't like her being there and bothering their master and they're like guarding this like rose bush in one of the rooms so so and i was like one thing there's no i I want there's no explanation for any of it we don't know what the roses (laughs) are we don't know why they like him i want to stop you for one second because i actually don't think that that character angel was an ai i think that was his little brother yeah oh angel was yeah because you're right because he was very like oh and then at the moment when he was protecting him holding angel when his dad was yelling at him and stuff like that was you know yeah so everything else was ai 
Did we see Angel get killed? Killed? When no. all the AIs were killed? Were the AIs killed? See it. Yeah, yeah. When well, the, when they, they got hurt, they stormed the they place. They were hurt. They were at least on the ground. It looked like they were hurt badly. But Angel, <laughs> they were like crushed. Yeah, Angel wasn't stuff. amongst them at all. No, no. Okay, no, I don't no. really remember. Because the last time I saw Angel was that moment where he was like, let her in. Like, yeah, let her in, and then Dragon was holding him, like, I'll, you know, I'll protect you or whatever. And I think that was the last time he appeared. So yeah. I guess there's like a subtext that maybe the way that he protects his younger brother in real world. He protects the AIs from, like, the indecency of you. But there's never any implied indecency. Maybe when Justin kill, has them killed and he's like, they're just AIs. But, like, up to that point, we've seen no reason that they would feel the need to be hiding or, like, be protected. Mm-mm. And I still don't know anything about these roses. <laughs> yeah, the rose, the rose was just clearly just... just just mushed in they there. They just pulled it from the source material. They're just like, get that in there but, somehow. We gotta have the rose. <laughs> like to me, though, the beast's whole situation was confusing mm-hmm. because first off, he was like on the opposite end of you from everyone else. Mm-hmm. So Bell had to like physically travel there, and then like his area was glitching. He had property. Why was like, his he, area glitching? Why did he have property? Yeah, like, <laughs> oh, so many unanswered. Like, why does he get a castle if everyone hates him? Like, how did he spawn this in? And why do fireflies work on his house, but not on... Like, like his house burnt down yeah. so quickly. Anyway, fireflies, that's a shout out to Fortnite. <laughs> you, you didn't get that. Man. Anyway. <laughs> I didn't get that reference. That's the clarity. Yeah, like, three people got it, including <laughs> us two. <laughs> but anyway, continue, Kyle. So, yeah, it was, it was pretty much... I was, I was just more... I was really wanting them to explain... If everyone had like a hideout or something in you, because nobody else like went to, even Belle didn't seem, she had like all this uh, elaborate clothing, but she never went to a space that was like indoors, So inside of you. My interpretation was that Beast was out there, Dragon was out there beating people up in the battle arena and that he was like probably yeah. accruing like coins oh. or whatever the currency was. So he was like. That's why everybody knew him, right? Because he was just a beast in the battle oh, wow. arena. So he probably bought some metaverse property. And I guess the game doesn't have to tell you whose property is what or who owns anything. So he probably just chose a place on the edge of time. <laughs> yeah. You know, like this man had dimensions blocking his his area. Yeah, yeah he had runes on the walls. And then, yeah, the AI was able to control like blocks. I guess insta- it. Hmm. It was it was just it was, it was more confusing for him to have a castle. That, he, like, he, he was in creative mode. Based on the source material, he was in creative mode. <laughs> he was playing a creative mode. <laughs> and he put and he figured out how to make like you know use like redstone and Minecraft to make like an elaborate. <laughs> you know, like who knows? like it's it's very strange. Okay, so speaking of some weird i don't even know if it's inconsistencies but trying to understand how you works there's a particular mm-hmm. moment where i was like hold up now i'm really confused so remember at the toward the end of the movie um like they are i can't remember where oh like they find out uh the dragon gets found and his castle gets attacked or something and then Bell's like, oh, I got to go find him and protect him or something. 
but she's uh-huh. with her friends um and she's she's like and then like hero calls her like hey you need to get over here right now right something is happening or whatever she starts running toward where hero is the at the old school oh yeah and in the same moment she plugs she's in, in the earbuds, the earbuds yeah. oh yeah and she goes yeah, yeah. into the universe and is actively moving in you and in the real She's world doing both. simultaneously yeah. and like interacting with people yeah like it's so unclear to me what the or was she just logging in and logging out in between yeah, scenes but she was like doing stuff while she was sprinting it's absolutely a plot hole i can't th- i can't see any way around it <laughs> <laughs> um that was one of the issues i had with the movie is it seemed really inconsistent how you related to the real world. So, like, one question Kiesha kept asking while we were watching was, like, when she was trapped in the castle or when she was, I think she was being held by the bad guys or something. Mm-hmm. She's like, why doesn't she just log out? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, they haven't explained what happens when someone logs out. Do you always log back in from a spawn point? Do you log back in from where you started, from where you logged out? Because mm-hmm. if that's what happens, that's not going to help her. Yeah. If when you log out, does your avatar just go to sleep? Because if that's what happens, it's not going to help her. Oh, like in like, Rust, <laughs> it's extremely unclear. Yeah, like Rust, it's unclear what happens, and there's just a lot of situations where I'm like, why don't they just tell us how this works? But I think that they didn't want to overly constrain themselves, and they wanted to have it open to storytelling. Smart sci-fi move. Don't don't explain. And also, <laughs> on the same note, when she was running while in the world. Not only that, but at the end when they're in the school with all these monitors and stuff, mm-hmm. it's like she's in the world, but she's watching on a monitor. But I'm yeah. like, isn't it supposed to like infiltrate your brain or something? That, like that's the, the super unclear. Like the first yeah. time she logged in, it seemed like that's what it did. Like it was yeah. kind of meshing because it said it was taking over cognitive something something. I forgot mm-hmm. exactly what they said, but oh yeah, like they this also whole made process. A, they made you seem really threatening. And then they never did anything with that. <laughs> it, like, here's some earbuds that are going to hijack your entire. It's what Meta system. wants us to believe it is. Like mm. a, a nice place that's not going to do evil things to you when given the opportunity. You know, like it's like the perfect Meta. Like if Meta was actually purely good, <laughs> it wouldn't use your information against you or something like that. <laughs> it wouldn't use your brainwaves <laughs> against you. So, so my somebody, so one of the one of the guys who was hanging out, he made a point. He said, "I would have preferred a sort out or art online approach to when you go into the world, because mm-hmm. at least that would make that like definition more to. clear, right? Like, oh, you're yeah. in the world or you're not. But I think it would break the story because at the very end, when she's doing the final performance, la 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 la, and then." She gets Justin to shoot her in the face. So first of all, Justin didn't want to shoot her in the face, Mm-mm. but she like forced him to do it. How did like can Justin not control the trigger mechanism that is embedded <laughs> in his avatar? Like, I think he was just convinced. Uh, he was like, all right, bet. I'll blast but he you. wasn't convinced because like five <laughs> seconds later, he lost all his sponsors. Like. <laughs> that's true you know that was the best part of the movie it was unsponsored like what great payoff. i'm like leave justin alone <laughs> like he was such a, was such a, a flat 
one-dimensional. Unnecessary. Unlikely he was a plot character. device. He was a plot device, exactly. Yeah, yeah I guess so. Yeah. You're right. Like he, we needed some kind of antagonist to push mm-hmm. the story forward. I really, I choose to believe that she jammed her hand into the gun. <laughs> and the no, she had to jam mm. her face into the, the <laughs> opening into his forearm. Shoot me, senpai. <laughs> oh, and, and also, can we talk about how Justin was so like just shooting that beam? Amongst groups of people, left and right, like he was just doxing like, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> like everybody got doxed. Like, and the beam went no pretty far. Like, it wasn't like, oh, it's a short. It was more like a blast. It was kind of <laughs> explosive, it was like a kamehameha. Yeah. It was like <laughs> somebody else got hit. <laughs> so I, I was watching. Um, this is another channel everyone should check out called the Aural Nuts. A U R A L N A U T S. And one of the things they've done is they've like they've done basically a Star Wars abridged series, and for the for episode six, they retell the story as if Luke is running a laser show, and he's mm. the last laser master. That's what the Jedi are is like he's a laser master. It's like an entertainment thing. He goes to Jabba's birthday to perform, mm. and the gag is that they've visually extended Luke's lightsaber just off the frame. So he's like waving it around. And it's just this infinitely long stick of light. And it's really funny. But then there's one point where they zoom out to the planet and you just see this giant green lightsaber. <laughs> that's that what I kept cool. thinking of. I kept thinking about that during the movie. Just light. It's, <laughs> it's just, just going. Boom. It just keeps going. That's so stupid. Uh, definitely <laughs> so watch dumb. the Star Wars series. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just, anyway. Justin was definitely... I would say the worst character in the show. Um, I'll say, yeah. uh, speaking of characters, bad. I want to tell you who my favorite character is. And, Kayak Man. And you know who Kamishin. And you know who Kamishin is in the real world, IRL? Steve. Oh, Steve. It, uh, Steve. Huh? He moves is just you? like Steve in, in the really? real world. Yes. Oh. Kamishin. I thought you meant the voice actor. No, yeah. no. I mean, mm. you are Kamishin, Steve. You are him. Maybe not in the awkwardness. You know, I think you got more game than him. But When I was younger, <laughs> it was just the right amount of awkwardness. <laughs> to get all the girls. You know, the girls that everybody wanted. <laughs> the band nurse. But the, just some of his movements <laughs> as he's moving around. I just, like, me and Shailene turned to each other and said, that's Steve. <laughs> no way! <laughs> like we had the same thought. I was like, "Yo, isn't that Steve?" She's like, "I was about to say the same thing to you." Um, so anyway, sorry, but Kamishin was definitely one of my favorite characters. Um, he was completely yeah. unnecessary. Like I don't <laughs> like in the grand scheme of things. Like, like I think he was sort of being used as comic relief. Yes, he was, he was definitely sure, comic relief. Sure. But like the- him and him and Ruka or Rukia were Rukia were forces. <laughs> I got I, no bro Kia. new bleach coming out. I'm excited. Oh boy! Um, but they were <laughs> no, they were forces for good, man. They were. Uh, I think were. The, I think the little cute love scene at the end with them was like the best part of the movie. Honestly. Oh, it had me dying, man. Yes, yes, yes. at the train station with the yeah. So and she's just covering her face for like two <laughs> for minutes two minutes. flat. <laughs> awkwardly, and then like Susan was, was like, incredible. "Okay, just go out there." It just did it, and he comes in. He's like, "Nope." <laughs> it, it was, it was, that was definitely one of my favorite. I wrote that down. I thought it was so funny how he thought 
that Suzu liked him. And he's mm-hmm. like, do you like me? And she's like, I think she, I don't know how she responded, but she, she got didn't. the picture. She just stared at him. Like, <laughs> Oh, that's right. She just stared at him. And he's like, oh, I guess not. Okay. But then he's like, wait, do you like the me? Same. And she just <laughs> immediately <laughs> fell apart. <laughs> like, so he's cute. like such a teenager. So wholesome. Teenage girl. Yeah, because all you had to do was compliment his, his, his skills. Like, oh, you're very good. And mm-hmm. oh, I'm rooting like for me? you. That was the, <laughs> I'm rooting for you. That's his trigger word. Oh, you're rooting for me? <laughs> oh. I almost, speaking of romance, uh, I forget what the other guy's name was. The bad, the the guy she actually liked, or whatever. Shinobu. Shinobu. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Shinobu. Uh, so I don't know what his deal was. The whole it was extreme. The whole the whole time I kept expecting him to be like secretly a jerk, or to have some sort of weird ulterior motive. Like my mo- your mother charged me to take care of you, so I'm just full- fulfilling my duty. Yeah, like he yeah. just seemed too cool. Mm-hmm. Not cool in a good way. Cool in like a. Like, you know, at arm's length. Way too chill. But he also could see right through her. Like, he knew exactly when she was upset. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm like, this is the emotional maturity that, that you know, well, single women need from guys. <laughs> you know, I think Shinobu yeah. is one of those characters who, like, like, if you think about him just as, like, he's not interesting other than he is, like, he's like a Naruto, right? Like, Naruto's like, this is my ninja way. Like, this is just what I've decided to do, and I'm going to do it irrelevant of what anybody thinks. And Shinobu's was simply, I'm going to protect you. And I want to I, I wanna talk about Shinobu because one of my favorite moments in the movie, other than the, like, train station awkward teen situation, was the very end when she's like, well, first of all, the movie ended, like, five times. Like, straight black screened. Mm-hmm. And you're like, wait, are we going to credits? What's happening here? We're not done. <laughs> <laughs> but um, when, like, the concert was happening and they were, like, kind of showing all these moments from Suzu's life. And what I thought was the best part of the storytelling in the movie is that they never explained a lot of the characters that were around Suzu. But in a brief mm-hmm. instance, they explained the characters in almost entirety, right? So she's singing, and that shows a snapshot, like a picture of Suzu as a child, and all of the choir women behind her, or like with her, right? And it like immediately you go, oh, they kind of like adopted her as their like daughter. Like this is, they're all collectively her mom, you know, like. And yeah. that's when they called each other, like, yo, we got to go to Suzu. You know, we got to go help her. Like, that's, they've all taken on that duty of her mom when her mom passed. And her mom, I think, was in the choir. And, and Suzu could sing as a child. So they knew her, right? And they knew she was her because they knew her voice, right? And then Shinobu, who's always this protective character, they showed that moment, the scene where her mom goes into the water. And then it mm-hmm. shows Shinobu standing at the water with her. Just holding her hand hand. saying, no, stay here. And him in that moment taking on the protective role, not that he Mm -hmm. was her father, but more like a protective character. And I said, man, that is such a great way to tell. Like, they could have spent a lot of time explaining all these characters. 
Yeah. But it was the perfect way to encapsulate everybody's relationship really quickly at the end and explain why all of them being in that moment together was meaningful. And I was like, good on them. Like, that was, to me, solid. Solid. I think the, yeah. the movie overall was really good at the whole show, don't tell thing. Mm-hmm. I think so. Um, because... Really, when we were introduced to these characters, it wasn't like, hey, I'm your f- funny friend. They didn't, like, they never pushed it that way. Like, they would just have interactions as though we're coming into the story. I think that's what made that payoff at the end mm. feel so genuine is because, like, we've been seeing their relationship all the way up to this point, And now we're seeing the beginning. And, like, it just, it's cathartic. Like, it, just, it culminates. Like, everything that we've seen so far makes even more sense now because yeah. we know where it started. I yeah. really liked that that reveal so early in the movie they show her watching her mother go in the river Mm -hmm. and you know we were making comments like man are there no other adults like why did one woman jump in and no one else helped like Mm -hmm. we we understood oh people were afraid but we were just making comments like really just one person being an adult and then she goes to run in and a hand reaches out and stops her and i i remember saying like oh there was another adult there like someone else to take care of this poor kid and then later in the movie, they extend that scene and you see that the hand belonged to Shinobu. And I was like, oh, yeah, he was yeah. there. So that was a cool reveal. It was a cool way to like show something that we've already seen and we already know about in a different context. I love mm-hmm. storytelling like that. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- um, I, I think it's, I, I, you know, it kind of reminds me of movies like made by uh, like Christopher Nolan, like Memento, like Christopher Nolan, like like this. You don't necessarily have to show everything like he starts at the end of the movie right in in um yeah. or yeah the end of the movie he starts at the end and the beginning you know and, comes and then it comes the in and then it explains everything but it's like it's kind of cool i i don't know like i think it's just it, like you said kyle like they just they it's not even like they assumed anything about what you would take from the movie they're just like this is what's happening <laughs> like mm-hmm. this is what's happening You'll figure it figure it out along the way. One of the negatives, the drawbacks of that was when, um, what's her name, Suzu, when when everybody kind of when Shinobu at that moment grabbed her hand, right, and then all of a sudden everybody was like, "Oh my gosh, Shinobu likes her," right? And it was all the trash talking in a group chat that she was in, which was mm-hmm. hilarious to me. Um, and then um, everybody was like, "Oh." And then Ruka hits her up, like, hey, I need to talk to you or something like that. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, my gosh, Ruka likes him. I don't want to really have this conversation. And then Hero's like, bump that girl. <laughs> like, Hero's just, like, vicious. But she's like, okay, I'm – but but that exchange between Ruka and uh, uh, Suzu really confused me on the phone. And I had to, like, ask everybody what happened because it just showed, like, a block of text – from somebody and then mm-hmm. it showed um suzu respond oh i'm here for you and i'll support you or something right yeah and then i remember and then, like a smiling emoji and it was but she was crying yeah so and then then ruka said thank you so much for being there and supporting me or something, something like that and i was like yeah. what just happened i was so confused but i think after like we collectively talked as a group. It was like, oh, this was just her saying, yeah, let's talk. I'm open to talk to help you out if you need. But it made it yeah. seem like something transpired that I missed. And I was super confused. Oh. So I thought the same thing, but I just 
chose to take it as, oh, there's some personal thing that Ruka had and our girl Suzu is just being a good friend and it doesn't have anything to do with the story. So they're not bothering to explain it. Mm, yeah, but that's why they met but up I'll, later, right? To Yeah, I think so. But I, it, I still think that's probably what it could have been. Because it seemed like a, it was a long text. It seemed like it would have been more than just, hey, can we talk? Yeah, I think... I want to take a moment <laughs> to appreciate the way that they handled the interaction in the group text with using, like, the game oh, board. Oh, that wrote that down. The, that was so gangster. I was like, this is unnecessarily wrong. gangster. <laughs> unnecessarily. Because it captured it, like, perfectly. <laughs> and then it was, like, super intense, but it made sense. It was so good. What, what game were they referencing? It was, like... Just any any like territory, like kind of like a civilization, civilization, yeah, civilization yeah. Catan, ter- you know, territory. Yeah. Like it was, he's like, all right, I'm gonna send you go talk to this group, and it was just so intense. I was like, yo, the coins, the <laughs> points, it was all way over the top. Watch, it was really cool and really well done, but I couldn't help but think that it was like detracting from the main story. Yes. like why does any of this matter? Yeah. It, it, I, I mean, I guess that, it makes yeah. her feel like a more fleshed out character, and I can, I get it. But I, I think that's where I, they put a lot I of think the movie struggled with being <laughs> a fantasy movie and a slice of life movie, right? Like mm. where, like the re IRL felt like a slice of life. Like, hey, this is what's happening to me. I'm having a crush, or this isn't, you know, blah 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 blah. And like anecdotally, what she's doing in the virtual world is kind of impacting her. But it's really just more about this teenage girl dealing with the loss of her mother and dealing with and trying yeah. to grow. And then all of a sudden, it's just like this other story of her, like, you know, being in this world, being a superstar, and then beast or dragon, and them having a weird platonic yeah. love relationship, you know? Um, <laughs> so it was a little disjointing, but I think think personally they brought it all together at the end because essentially you get to see that like suzu is a lot like her mom right like like she basically jumped into the river that nobody else was willing to do to help dragon because she saw that somebody was in need Mm -hmm. and she felt that she had the means to save him right even at the expense of herself right her second life. Her second yeah. life. Because she essentially died. Like, her identity was revealed in A, you, or whatever. I almost called it A, something strange. But in you. And and then she literally put her life on the line when that grown man was about to punch her straight in the face. He was about to. Yeah. So that part was was good character building, but made no sense. She's like, like, I'm about to cross the country to go help this abused child with my own frail 17-year-old body. Like, what is she going to do? If he wouldn't have stood down, that would have been a terrible situation. Yeah, like, if the stare down hadn't worked, like, what is she going to do? Sing to him? She should (laughs) have rolled with Shinobu. Like, Shinobu should have went with her. Like, just 100%. Anybody should have gone with (laughs) her. And it wasn't like she rushed out of Dodge like immediately. Like she rushed to a train station. They, and they drove her. They drove her to the train station in a car. Yeah, but I'm like, they could have. The car had exactly. More, you know, people could have ridden with her in the car. People who drove the car could have gone on the bus with or on the train with her. Right. Let's also talk you know? about how 
they first of all let's talk about like the the reddit police figure out where they lived right like them going yeah. like oh there's a thing in the background I'm like okay mm-hmm. kind of you know i they, however you want to feel about that like whatever it moved the f- i fully believe that's possible yeah. and you know probable it's probable they did it in a millisecond you know so it's like <laughs> okay. uh, sure, but sure, it sure. worked i'll take that the problem to me was that she just got off the train and just started wandering right yeah. like it seemed like she had no actual like she knew what city they were in but like what neighborhood, what neighborhood they in? and they were in tokyo kind of prefecture whatever it's called but like tokyo is extremely dense and even an outlying community would have a lot of people and a lot of streets and a lot of things going on. I mean, right. I guess in many ways it was just destiny or fate that she found them. It was for effect, yeah. But I definitely felt like all these adults like kind of set her up, you know? 100%. Because yeah. if that little boy wasn't outside, she would have ran down the next street. Because <laughs> they lived on, on the top part where she hadn't like even explored yet. And he happened to walk around the corner, mm-hmm. like down the road. Like, yeah, like you said, it was just fate. Like, it was, the plot had to happen. The next thing, next scene, it'd been, she'd been running in the rain too long. It'd been, like, five minutes in movie time. So. <laughs> <laughs> so, so okay, what did y'all, how did y'all feel about the beast's reveal? The dragon's reveal, right? So. Right. So, just, you know, giving context, right? So, you know, the first time we run to the dragon, it's at that weird mm-hmm. orb concert, which. I'm still trying to wrap my head around. Was that people making the orb? Yeah. No, 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 no. It was like seating. It was Some like sort the of floor. machine thing. It's it's like the seating, like you know, the bleachers basically oh, are yeah. forming. The so orb. it's like the Senate in Star Wars. So yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just so like. they're all watching the concert, which was pretty cool. I thought that was pretty cool. Um, so he comes in, bro. Can you can you imagine being in the seats directly above her? Bro? Those are the worst seats. <laughs> you just in the see house. terrible. Her legs. At the top you just of her see. Head. You just see like a, her scalp. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, and also they were super far from her. Everybody was. I mean, yeah, this, they were like a mile away. Circumference. But anywho, so dragon comes in, disrupts everything. And Belle all of, all of a sudden feels like there's something wrong with this guy. Mental health. Yeah. You know, like she recognizes this isn't normal, right? So they go on this investigation of who Dragon is. So what did y'all think about first? I, I'm, I'm, I'm working my way to Dragon in the reveal. But like, what mm. did y'all think about the random people who they were investigating who they thought might be Dragon? Like the artist, the yeah. weird mom, thought, and the baseball player. It felt super random. <laughs> I was like, well, who are these people and why are they getting more than like one or two minutes of screen time? Mm-hmm. Um, this might be partially my fault because I think during that time is when we decided to kind of have like a little ice cream break and stuff. And so like... <laughs> I might just miss some details, but I also but what I'm getting at is I don't really understand all of the the leaps of the conclusions that led to those people being the suspects or to being connected. I know if, I know that at first it was like oh these are people that that the dragon beat when he was you know roughing up folks, um, mm-hmm. but then after that it spread to people and I'm like how are they related to dragon like what's going on? So, so I remember the artist because of some bruises. 
Yeah, he had and the bruise tattoos. The mm-hmm. tattoos, right? Which, first of all, did those look like bruises to you guys? I think that might be. I a, was confusing. Me. It might be a Japanese error, maybe. It might be a Japanese yeah. thing. Like maybe it's not bruises, but maybe in Japan that imagery represents bruises. You know, maybe that must that must be something because because I was like I never I would never see splotches on somebody's cape and be like oh he's bruised. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I, I agree with what you're saying, Brad, because also it was, I guess, just based on like my Western brain. I thought it was like physical bruises. But then when we, when it was revealed who Dragon was, the bruises he was sustaining weren't physical. They were psychological by his dad yelling at him. Yeah, I think that's just the biometric well, sense. That kind yeah, of that sense. was it was always on the table that they could be real bruises. Mm-hmm. So. I think the fact that it turned out to be emotional bruises was just a fun little twist. So, I don't yeah. think that was to, answer, to answer your question, Steve, so essentially what happened was, like you said, they went and interviewed all these people who, first of all, I thought they were going for a montage-esque thing, but they didn't really do well, a montage. Yeah, they just kept doing it, right? So they were talking to all these people who, who battled Dragon, like, oh, he was like this and always like that. And their whole premise behind how they were determining who might be dragon and 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 it wasn't them only who thought this it was like the zeitgeist or whatever like people in general had identified everyone wanted to know identified yeah. these suspects different suspects and it was because the assumption was that if the biometric scan bases it's uh how you look off of who you really are yeah they they said that oh the artist already has these tattoos, so and he keeps adding them, so that might be it. Or it has to be somebody athletic who is able to beat up a lot of people. Fast and strong. Yeah. And a lot of people assume that this ba- baseball player has a dark past, so maybe those bruises represent his evil nature. Um, and And then the weird mom one, I did not figure out what in the world they were talking about with her. Like me either. I, yeah. I that's the only one that didn't make any sense to me. But that was the premise. But like you said, I think it went way too long. Like <laughs> I don't really. I guess they're trying to ex- make us. I don't know. It was like a red herring type of thing. But it was for sure also clear like that none of those people were that was the beast. Like, but then like they came back to those people which i don't know if, if that's a good thing or a bad thing so the baseball player revealed like i don't have bruises i have all these scars because i was right because i i uh i had surgery as a kid had had injury. yeah i had all these surgeries a as a child yeah and he like used it to like raise awareness for the disease that he had and the mom reappeared as well and they it's a weird i baby. guess they had some sort of lesson about being an attention seeker yeah she was out for herself mm-hmm. yeah it was so it was weird i'm like what's what's the point of bringing these people back in i don't care about them like we kind of already knew that but what was even more stranger to me about that is that later in the movie we had already determined that these were not the people the artist was lying about his girlfriend's death or he was just being an artist the mm-hmm. mommy blogger was just a weird baby thing jerk woman and then like you said the baseball player revealed his scars but then there was a moment later in the movie where Suzu independently had the same conversation in her head 
when she was like trying to think about who the dragon was, she was like, it can't be the mommy blogger because of this. And it can't be the baseball player because of this. And it can't be the artist because of this. And I was like, we've already determined this. Like, <laughs> yeah, we've yeah. been here 15 minutes ago. <laughs> Why are you yeah. re-evaluating this? Like, why do you like this, Suzu? <laughs> <laughs> but they did throw in a lot of, I think they wanted to really throw us off and drive home the mystery, which in a way I appreciate because I feel like in the, the Disney version especially, like the there isn't any mystery behind who the beast is because we don't we don't ever see them see him in a meaningful way before. There's no alter egos in the, yeah. in the Disney version. And, and they tell you who he is. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a the, prince. The prince, An unnamed, yeah. unknowable. But they show prince. his picture. It's like, here's the prince. This is who he was. Boom. His painting or something mm-hmm. like on the wall. Yeah. And so I really, I appreciate that they add that little element because it's like, well, you know, you don't know his motivations behind anything. And like when you actually do find out who he is, they have a really, it's a really, it's a strong opportunity to reveal a very interesting character, especially if it's someone that you saw before, mm-hmm. which I think that it, it paid off super well for that because they really brought it around because you could think it was one of these random people. At one point, uh, me and Mrs. Yams were like, is it Shinobu? Does he have a, a dark side people don't know about, but it's only in the metaverse? Yeah. Or is it, you know? And it, so it was It was fun to speculate in that little time. I think we all thought it must be Shinobu because we thought that she was in love with the Beast. Yeah. And it seemed clear that she liked Shinobu. And we're like, this can only end well in one way. Uh, we were misled. So, so oh, it was good. I, yeah. I, I, did, I did like the... I feel like Brad's about to ask. I did like the reveal about who it was and how that worked out. So, I don't know. Maybe it's because I had watched a whole bunch of sci-fi movies right before this. But nice. to me, it was very obvious that it was none of the people, the red herrings. And it wasn't Shinobu. Of course. Because sure. the reason I didn't think it was Shinobu is because it was too on the nose and too obvious. And one, It was so obvious. No and way. the one thing about this movie is like that I could tell was like, oh... They are trying to tell you something deeper. It's kind of like all over the place right now, but they've got a goal here and it has something to do with it. And, and what made me f- figure out that it was likely a child was in that scene while you're doing the ice cream, they show these clips of all these children saying like, the beast is so cool. He's so awesome yeah. or whatever, right? And, yeah. and then... And this is where I was like, oh, I think I know who it may be, was that they show us a random scene. I don't really know why these people got interviewed. I don't know how that all came together. Plot device. Right. They showed the the family who had just lost their mother, right? Mm-hmm. And it was a child and his brother and the dad. And the dad was like, we're so thankful to da da da. He was, I don't know what he was talking about. And then it showed the kind of autistic child separately speaking about how like the beast is such a the beast was his, was hero. his hero was his yeah. hero so i was like what's the what are the chances that this autistic seeming child is beast it i thought that for a second too i was like yeah. there's like a 50 percent chance but the reason they i feel like they got me and why i didn't figure it out until later was because when they showed the scene with the dad they were quick enough that I didn't notice the brother really, like I didn't like yeah. he had the, he had the same hair. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize how emo he was. I didn't realize, and and like later in the movie, they 
how long his snout was. <laughs> <laughs> Later in the movie, they kind of show him again. I said, oh, that's him. Clearly. Like, yeah. like once it kind of, but I was like, if I had they noticed it, super it earlier, well. I would have been like, oh, but I figured it had something to do. I was like, it's probably a child because all the kids love him, but I wasn't sure what child. And I was like, maybe they're just going to pull somebody out of nowhere. Like, but I was like, oh, Some but this is also kid. a fantasy sci-fi movie and sci-fi movies love doing a thing where they show you the answer really early in the movie and you just they you just didn't have the context yeah. to know that it was the answer yeah. you know so i've been um, burned enough by these movies to <laughs> where i didn't trust them um so i fully i, I was okay with in in the in the realm that it, it was in the realm of possibilities that it was going to be a random character we hadn't met before, mm-hmm. or that it was going to be on the nose and be Shinobu, so they can have like you know a lovingly plotted out thing at the end where it's like, oh, I didn't know you felt this way, Shinobu. It's like, yeah, when your mom died, it really Broke it really hurt my heart. Mm-hmm. So that's why I became the beast online, but I'm nice in front of everyone, and you you saved me, Suzu, or something. And I was like, okay, I guess corny. this is the route they're going. Yeah, be corny, but <laughs> fortunately, they didn't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So I I don't think I connected it to the beast, but some I think either me or someone in our group when that when that interview was playing with the dad. Again, I don't really know what the I don't remember the context for that cuz we were kind of chit-chatting a little bit. But which by the way, I feel really bad about. I hate chit-chatting during movies, but sometimes you just can't help it. Shame on you. Um no, shame on your cow. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I definitely saw that dad. I was like, oh, he abuses his kids <laughs> yeah. for sure. Like, there was something about him immediately to set me off. I was like, that's a bad guy. But I didn't think anything was going to come of it. I just thought it was supposed to be like, okay, that was weird, a sketchy dad, kind of mm-hmm. dad situation. Yeah. But yeah, once they showed the autistic child more than once, I said, oh, it has something to do with him. And then I was like, he's the angel. Like the minute the angel showed up, I was like, oh, he's the angel. So who's the beast? That was what I was trying to figure out. I was like, who is connected to him? Right. But I missed that there was a... The dad. I, if it, it would have been the dad, <laughs> that would have wild. But he, he was definitely a beast of his own. Okay, so... Sharing an account with his son. Okay, so they go through that. They show all this stuff. You know, we have all the storyline. The beast and Bell are going back and forth. They have their moments together. So we get the first moment... Where okay, so the flowers, right? So we the the arbitrary flowers. Who knows what's going on with that? It's just some weird flower garden, and she gets the red rose or whatever. Then she goes up and finds the beast somewhere in his mansion, up on the balcony, like on a platform. Yeah, like which I'm like, what are you? Isn't that exposed to everybody? <laughs> why did you need to? Why did you need a secret passage to get up? You know, there? so you go up there. They go up there because everybody flies sometimes, and they can fly, which is also just weird. I'm like. Just, it was inconsistent. Just fly around the perimeter. <laughs> yeah. um, so they're talking, and he's talking in his weird Dark Knight Batman voice. I was like, please stop. Like, just go home. <laughs> go home. Get out of here. I was like, you had to be edgy. Please get another voice actor for Beast. And then just. <laughs> he doesn't need to be a good singer. So you, know they, you know they didn't pay that man. They. <laughs> He did it for free for V Bucks. So, um, <laughs> oh my god, for v- <laughs> even worse. But um, I'd rather do it for free. So um, they're having a conversation, and like I-, I can't remember the first interaction. Did it immediately become f- the first interaction? She left. 
right? Like he gets angry and sh- she leaves or something. Uh, I don't know if it was the first interaction, but at some point that does happen. Yeah, because then there was an interaction where they're on the oh they have the dance or something. I, it was to be honest, like their kind story together. together is just seemed it's very okay. arbitrary. They might have well just did a time skip and just like <laughs> showed them <laughs> dancing in the ballroom, and that'd have been good enough. I honestly think they must have done a time skip. <laughs> the, well, this this reminds me. The first time skip they did, they show like, oh, the girl can sing and, and you. That's incredible. And then suddenly she's famous and her friend knows about it. And right. Like her manager. That I was, was like, so, so. I was like, oh, when are they going to, when are they going to, when is she going to tell her friend that she's Belle? But the friend already so, knew we missed it. This is what happened. And I was super confused as well, as well. But I, like, I was like, I need to figure out what's happened because I'm mad confused. So. The very beginning, right? Hero, she's being depressed and she's on that bridge. Hero sends her the invite to you, right? Says, hey, you should join because your life is trash, right? So she decides to join. So Hero is the only person that knows who she is, right? That's her only friend. Remember, like, at the very beginning, she's looking at her followers and the first follower is Hero. And Hero says at some point, I'm going to support you or something like that like yeah and oh good point yeah and hero is crazy like and what hero did in the background and why she got all the followers is that she made all those videos right spread everything and spread around it. yeah and then but it wasn't clear yes. until like like 30 minutes <laughs> after <laughs> a that. long time yeah. I, I figured out a little bit faster just because once hero was like oh i made you all these outfits and i did all this stuff yeah, at that point. I mean, sure. that was directly after that moment, remember? It was like... No, that, that was, was like, like five that minutes. That was like several scenes It later. was the same conversation, it was like, but it wasn't immediate. Because basically what happened was she got really popular, right? She got millions of views. Yeah. And then she went to Hero, and Hero was like, yeah, girl, that was because of me. You know? Here's all yeah. the dresses. So um, it wasn't 30 minutes. I was exaggerating. Yeah. But that was not directly after. There were like two or three scenes before that conversation in hero's room and then the next con- and then her she gets in trouble for using her dad's computer or something but like whatever that conversation happened it was like a couple scenes after mm. it was at least five or ten minutes okay after. it seemed pretty soon after yeah. to me but maybe it's i mean it was soon enough maybe but... i was just super focused on that i was just thinking to myself how does any of this make any sense because especially since everyone's so, like man this girl trash stop singing please please stop singing bro Bro, that was the best moment. It made me think about, you know, like, because I feel like they kind of poked fun at Disney movies in that moment because it's like, yeah, these main characters, main characters in their own stories just burst into song. <laughs> I think everybody else around can hear the background music. You know, I feel like this would be the genuine response. Like, it don't matter how good you can sing. Nobody knows. Where'd you even come from? <laughs> you just out here screaming. It was, that part had me rolling too. I was like, this is the most genuine reaction to somebody breaking out in a, into random song like immediately logging in and just immediately <laughs> singing in the like the noob like <laughs> you level one zone. this is how you get booted <laughs> in the spawn uh, city in the mmo report. like <laughs> it, it definitely is genuine but i don't want to give them i don't want to say it's like a dig or that it's especially innovative or clever that they did that because i think pretty much every modern story that involves the internet or crowds of people mm-hmm. has a pretty good understanding of oh some people are for things and some people are just trolls 
there's always someone on every like internet forum in any movie that's like that's not real i can do that my grandpa works in nintendo you know like there's always mm-hmm. somebody it reminds me of one punch man with that nerdy guy's like actually all of these yeah. people are, you know and like everybody and then like one punch man is like ah now i gotta do this differently but i think even other than that wasn't there weren't there scenes in one punch man where like there's an internet form or something mm-hmm. and they're talking about like oh uh, like what's going on some guy is out there like he sucks yeah i hate him yeah, there's always haters. So speaking of haters, there's that one character, Peggy Sue. Peggy who was like Sue. The popular oh. girl before. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I still don't fully, like, it's kind of like you, we were talking about earlier, like some things just needed to be like a, uh, uh, what you call it? Flushed out a little. Uh, Exposition dump? No, the thing we were just saying, like, where it's just like a montage or something, like a little bit quicker. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, I get that Peggy Sue's popular and like she hates on Belle, but like also that seemed completely irrelevant to the story. Like, yeah, it just. And right. then at the, I think yeah. Peggy Sue maybe was supposed to embody all the haters. Okay. And when she finally came around at the end, it was like everyone's coming around. But they definitely could have done that without her. Like, I agree. <laughs> totally unnecessary. They didn't utilize her enough. Like, At all. They, they tried to make it seem like she was going to be more antagonistic. Mm-hmm. But then she just, yeah, just got thrown to the side because she of She just shows up later and is like, I, hey, I'm back. I like her. I thought that they were going to reveal that she was the the girl that was stuck at the river like at the end when everybody was singing and crying i was like oh and then peggy sue was like oh she's a, a girl just like me just like me i thought there was going to be some sort of big reveal about who or what her identity was too oh you mean the girl that her mom's died saving yeah i mean that'd be Ooh, wild that would have been wild that'd be bonkers i actually think that line like you said was kind of wasted because I think it was super cool that she's like, she's just a girl, a regular girl like me. Like, if they had somehow, because they did everybody else pretty well. They kind of showed you who they were, right? But there's no clue who Peggy Sue is. Like, it's... Mm-mm. Yeah. Like, it's not- Plus, like, anyone in the crowd could have, it could have been a disembodied voice. She's just a girl like me. And I would have been like, that's really good. <laughs> like, there's no reason to have Peggy Sue. No. Yeah. But also, okay, are we going to also talk about how, I don't know if it was me, but that last yeah. performance she gave where she, like, revealed herself seemed very long. Like, I don't, I can't remember what the song, first of all, all of the song lyrics, maybe it was just, like, translations, but, like, there was no rhyming words. It was just, oh, yeah, no, it was, it's the translations. It was the translations, you, you know, know, positive. Um, but, but they did a good job of making the songs you know english coherent at least you know they didn't do what some things do where they're just like ah the song is japanese you're just gonna accept that (laughs) (laughs) i almost wish i almost wish they had because i was Uh, reading subtitles anyway so i'm like let me just nah it just it's immersion breaking to me because like i prefer if you're gonna put the time in to have quality voice actors which i think they did Mm -hmm. Uh, they certainly did yeah they made a good decision i just yeah i think it would have been fine yeah um I, so speaking of that, one of the big uh, draws for this movie I mentioned already was supposed to be the music, and um, I I heard that like they put a, yeah that they put as much effort into the English dubs and translations as they did into the Japanese like dubs Japanese singing, mm-hmm. and it definitely showed. Unfortunately, the translations are a little wonky, but it's hard to write music that rhymes and is meaningful and in two languages. 
Um, so I get that. It was Other never that, though, bad to me. I don't. It was never bad. Yeah, was I don't remember thinking. I don't remember thinking it was long necessarily. Maybe I was just too wrapped up in the moment. Yeah, the last the last show it was because, but I think it was extended because it was kind of broken up by moments mm-hmm. that were taking place. Like yeah. everybody had to get involved. Like she sang the whole song, then everybody else was like, "Oh, this is really emotional. We should start singing la la's together." Yeah, yeah. And yeah. then that went on for another couple of minutes. Yeah, and, and it I, seemed weird to me. Maybe it already, it was already weird to me because I'm like, okay, she's singing. For her, for her man, that's not a man. For her right. boy. Like, for what, her what, boy. What, is this, what, is this, what is this really doing? It's kind of where I was coming from. Like, why are we doing this? I, I thought the last scene was great. I, like, I really enjoyed it. It just seemed long. And that's why I, I kept saying, like, it ended multiple times. Because to me, like, it felt like the type of thing where you're do- it was so big and triumphant and, hey, I've revealed myself. Here I am. I support mm-hmm. you. I'm here. And then like the way that they do him going like, I see you and I believe you now kind of came really far after everybody was like, oh my gosh, that's her. And like, da, 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 da. Right. And then it just kind of cut to him going like, oh, you are real, <laughs> you know? And then like, you know, she rushes off, but it just, not that it was bad. It just felt very like, like the movie was long in general. So to me, at the end, it was kind of feeling like, okay, we're here. When is this going to actually end? Yeah, because it would ramp up, then settle a bit, then ramp up, ramp up, then settle, settle a bit. bit. Yeah. So it was kind of it got it, the the last like thirty minutes was a roller coaster. <laughs> roller coaster. So what what was the actual ending? I can't like actually remember. What was the um, last scene? In the Let me list some things, and you can tell me what comes last because I don't remember. Um, <laughs> the she goes home. She has a normal conversation with her dad for the first time in the entire movie. Yeah, um, mm-hmm. most absent dad in the movie for sure. Not to his, you know, not that he didn't try, but to my man, they really he was the him. real MVP. He was just consistent. He just kept. Yeah. Um, that's the last thing I remember, actually, was her talking to her dad. Yeah, she got off the train. She talked to everyone else a little bit, too. She had another conversation with Shinobu about something. Oh, yeah. Like at um, Sunset or something like that. Yeah. I don't remember. It just had a lot of black screen, so I can't remember. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Like, because I think it was Shinobu. I think the last one was Shinobu on the river or something. Mm-hmm. He re- oh he, he, you know what it was he was saying like okay well now that you're good I can relax yeah, yeah. he immediately became like more friendly like, and that's when I realized that the voice actor is the guy from the good place, <laughs> from the good so. place no in the middle of the movie like he's especially at the end when he's like go go for her do it or whatever I was like I know that voice like, <laughs> I was like I know that voice and I had to stop and then I turned over to Shiley I was like. It's Jason Mendoza. And she just was like, oh my gosh, it is. Once you hear it. <laughs> uh, he just has a certain tonality. Like, just this kind of flat, this flat, like. <laughs> I, I half expected him to invite Suzu to his butthole. <laughs> <laughs> you come to my butthole? <laughs> Excuse me? <laughs> um, Nani? Uh, <laughs> you done messed up my head. Um, yeah, the. 
the ending, I think just to all movie people, don't do the black screen thing too much. I'd prefer you to just fade through or something or just transition. Transition, yeah, but like black three to four seconds. Maybe it wasn't three to four seconds, but it felt like a long time. It felt, it felt like, like a long time. <laughs> it felt like a very long time. Um, it felt it like the end of the movie, genuinely. Yeah. Like black and then nothing. And then we're back. Black. Yeah. We're back. You know, they're, they're counting on us to have been trained by Marvel to never get up <laughs> to movie stops. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then they, I mean, they didn't do anything at the in the credits. So there was no post credits. No, I, I watched the credits because I said, "Oh, the movie's not over yet." It's <laughs> <laughs> like one more. He's like, "I paid for this movie. I'm going to watch every minute of it." <laughs> real talk. That's the realest. Like, I'm going to show a video of Justin's real life counterpart trying to get his sponsors back. Bro, I would have paid double to see that at the end. Or if like they... His real... Yes, his real self. And it just yeah. reveals that it's like her dad. Or something. <laughs> like, it was like some super dweeb. It, it was just her dad. Just like... Just being a jerk. <laughs> in the but he didn't know she Dude, was Belle the whole time. Yeah, he, yeah, he didn't know who Belle was. He didn't know anything about the Beast. He's just... Like, <laughs> we don't know anything about his character up to that point. Because all we know is he tries to talk to her and she blows him off. Like, literally. He could be a total, a total, you know, Reddit mod and we would never know <laughs> up to that point. Well, one thing that I thought was interesting was the when, when the moment happened, she's running... The moment where she's running to go, you know, to the final reveal of who she is but everybody around her knew it was her right yeah, oh yeah like, they were like oh what's up like oh that's that hesitation cle- like oh yeah that's clearly like <laughs> like oh that's like it's like if superman <laughs> like like everybody knows you're clark kent like you're not even hiding <laughs> you just put a little swirly in your hair like <laughs> and anybody's my favorite part was the old ladies knew the whole time that was great yeah that was a pretty sweet like, moment they were like, yeah, that's clearly Suzu. So let's go help her. <laughs> you know. Um, they probably recognized her songs. Yeah, her singing. I mean, she always la-la-las everything. So it's kind of like, oh, that's her calling mm. card. You know? But in all seriousness, she actually wrote like original. All the songs that she released as Belle were her original writings. Mm-hmm. And they probably recognized those songs. It was hard to tell because they kind of played up that she didn't sing around them. Or really like, they, like she would come to the rehearsals, but I guess wasn't particularly involved ever since her mom died mm-hmm. so it was it was hard it was hard for me to i guess understand just how much they knew what was going on in her life my interpretation but, yeah sorry what were you gonna say i was gonna say I, I guess it stands to reason though if they heard her sing before and if there was yeah. like five billion people or whatever they said are using you then then they would yeah put it together outside of that and my interpretation is that she was a child, right? She was like three, four, five when her mom passed, right? But she's been continually going to those practices until she was 17, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I doubt that she just shows up and doesn't sing, you know? And I feel like she might have been just in a mood. Like the moment when they showed her like, hey, come on, like sing, Suzu. Like she was just feeling herself you know she's in a teenage mood and they're just like come on Susan, sing like like yeah. we we know you're capable we know and and like you said steve like she made a lot of original music and even if she didn't share the music that she made in you with them 
they knew her who how she sung they know her style you know what i'm saying like you hear ariana grande sing or something you know most people probably i don't know her like that but i bet you most people would be able to know if ariana grande made a new album but just called it like leroy jackson like they'd be like oh that's ariana grande <laughs> you know what i'm saying um, they would cancel leroy jackson for stealing <laughs> you know so, so I have a character that I felt like uh, needed more attention in the movie, and that was Suzu's dog. She had a dog. Like, yeah, a little puppy that only had one, or he was missing a paw. And oh, she, he would be like sitting yeah, outside with him. Scenes. I was like, I, I want to know his story, that. man. Like, where? What happened? Who? Who hurt this dog? Did the dog slam into a river to save a, a puppy and lost? I him? slammed my. Oh, oh, no. in the car door. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. Sorry. But um you know, so to me that's actually something I liked about it and kind of like going back to what you said, Kyle, where it's just like they just dropped you into a story and they were like, We're not gonna explain anything to you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like this is just what it is. You On know? that hand, I do appreciate it. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it, it it felt more real. Than them going, oh, my little puppy who lost his hand in a rat <laughs> trap or something, you know. Like, you know. My favorite in movies is always the overdue bills. It's the best way to do it instead of somebody saying, I have overdue bills. Is to just show a <laughs> shot of their kitchen table with, you know, yeah. the pink notice. Final notice. Final notice. Like, it's just a trope now, but it's it's still better. It gets the point across across in an instant. So it's like if it ain't broke, like yeah, stop making poor characters if you don't want <laughs> to use it. <laughs> Make all of your characters fluent. Oh, speaking of poor characters, so what we were talking about earlier when they were, you know, remember that scene when everybody had their phones and it was like these weird live streams with the phone interviews and they were going back and oh, forth. Yeah. There was a mm. reference to Batman in there. What? Yeah, like somebody spoke up and they were like, "We need more billionaires," and then it was, and then it immediately switched off. <laughs> what? Yeah, is that a reference to Batman? Though, is... the, so they did it in like the gravelly voice, and it kind of connected. It, it seemed like a Batman reference. You have to go oh, listen to, it. like, as if Bruce got on and was like, "We need more billionaires." <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. I mean, I can't say Batman, but that's hilarious nonetheless. I totally missed that. I totally. So, so this is kind of random, but. It was, it was, I was trying to understand the technology of the time. Like, it seemed very weird. Like, the weird phone conversation was kind of strange to me. Like, I was trying to understand how that was working. But even more so, what conversation? how was the, like, they had, like, Twitch live streaming where you could, like, call the person. Right. And they could talk to you. Oh, yeah. You mean at the end when she yeah. calls? But it wasn't so... clear if he could see them. Or I choose to believe that this was a service that does not exist in our world. Okay. That basically like Omegle, mm-hmm. but instead of random chat rooms or random webcam meetups, it's you can like see someone and pick them out and talk to them. Yeah. Uh, but you but they can't see you? You can't you can see well, each other. It's webcam. Yeah, chat. they can see each other. Her camera was on, he saw her. Because he would have saw her hero and everyone else and everyone else standing in the background yeah he did i think he well i don't know how much of them he saw but yes i agree he would have he should have seen oh yeah we didn't see but 
even seeing her, he wouldn't trust her until he saw her face. That's why he trusts her when he sees her face in you. Oh, he just it's saw the same face on the person. Weekend. Ah, okay. There you go. See, that's the, the connection. Freckles. I just assumed he was like, oh, it's just a girl and she revealed herself. But that makes more sense. Like, oh, like you're that person. Okay, that's cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, it's uh, also we, we got to talk about how Hero was basically um, uh, Morgan Freeman. In the original <laughs> Batman. In the Batman's, uh, <laughs> In Dark Knight? Well, no, no. In the Dark Knight, yeah. Because he, she was able to basically listen to every user simultaneously <laughs> and also <laughs> somehow, uh, somehow isolate that, you know, um, this little boy was humming the tune. Right. Like, I was like, this girl... Needs to work for Batman. <laughs> well, was it Hero who did that, or was it your girl uh, Suzu? I thought she was the one who. No, was he, like, wait, let me listen. Yeah, because Hero said, "Oh, like I'm listening to every person who's connected to this session right now." Yeah, and I heard somebody singing this song. That song, though. Yeah. So it it was. It was very strange. I mean, I mean, Hero yeah, is clearly I mean, they, out of uh, problem. They, Ruka they did something similar with the investigation. They definitely chops. were inconsistent. Yeah, technology is uh, like it's definitely the future, right? But like, it also kind of felt modern, you know, like today. It felt. It, I didn't think it was too far in the future. I thought it was pretty much modern tech, like aside from you itself and the earbuds. I want to know how those earbuds work, man. Like that, I, I love how Japan just keeps moving. Like, let's make the deep dive tech from Sword Art Online even more impressive. <laughs> one of the one of the I guess you could say inconsistencies of Summer Wars, which I won't spoil it anyway because I still insist that you all watch it. Um, but like I said, it also takes place in like a virtual world. Very extensive, very in, embedded, embedded in the in the social mm-hmm. fabric universe. Yeah, but that doesn't have any sort of. Um, they don't bother explaining how people are actually experiencing. So I I say it's like VR to us, the viewer, but to the characters, it seems like they're just on their computers or on their cell phones. Oh, so it's just like a visualization of the world yeah for our sake for our sake exactly mm-hmm. but like yeah no one's putting on you know deep dive helmets or fancy earbuds it's just people on their computers or on the or in some cases on their cell phones um which is fine it was cool i think i think that worked really well because you didn't have problems like hey how is she running and interacting mm-hmm. with the game at the same time yeah you just you just kind of accept it's kind of like, what was that movie you were talking about was it sucker punch sucker punch it's kind yeah. of like that like where it's visual visualizing something for like oh, right. in her mind or whatever but yeah, it's like we're experiencing mm-hmm. she's experiencing the reality of what's happening like in a in a very heightened stylized way mm-hmm. yeah i did find it really that cool great, that they the decided to bridge like because uh not even sword art does where they have two distinct 
art styles to show the real world and the virtual world. And so like for having the virtual world in 3D, I know it's not a new concept. I think Digimon was probably like one of the first ones to do it. Whereas like they show a lot of 3D stuff to show that, oh, this is the mm-hmm. digital world now. Uh, but to I guess to go all in and do that for every experience, it really made it seem, I mean, besides the characters looking completely different, really made it seamless to know, you know when yeah. you were looking at virtual stuff versus what's going on. Cause the actually man. that's another reason I liked Summer Wars better. I think the 3D art in you is bad. Mm. Oh, in Whereas comparison? Summer Wars looked really great. Yeah, they still used like a. I think it was mostly 2D. It didn't feel grossly 3D. Whereas like looking at Bell's model just kind of hurt my eyes. Well, I actually was thinking about it. Like most of it was 2D in the world, right? Like in yeah you. Mm-hmm. There was a moment where like. I think it was at the end when they revealed her as who she was and it switched from the 2D to a 3D model and it like was rotating her and I was yeah. like, ooh, this is kind of not good. And then they cut back to 2D. I was like, thank you. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. That was the only time <laughs> I really Some of the art, it. some of the like environment art in the real world was just gorgeous. Oh, so pretty. All the backgrounds were immaculate. Like yeah. They didn't have to go and that like, hard, but they did. And, I, really and then did. compare that to like the scenes of you where it was just really noisy and cluttered. And I guess that's fine. No big deal. But yeah, the 3D art models really. When 3D Bell bothered me. 3D Beast. I mean, her proportions I, were weird. But I, I don't know. It felt like it was stylistic choices. But yeah. I don't know. I think it's up for. Well, she wasn't. I don't think she was always 3D. Maybe she was. I don't know. But yeah, I think it was stylized. I think that's a choice. That's fine. Yeah, I mean, honestly, I I didn't notice it that much, and unless until that moment. Now thinking back on it, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess there are more 3D elements, but I thought they did a pretty good job of kind of like like you said, Kyle, <clears throat> differentiating between the real world. Like you said, it was so beautifully done, like the drawings, the characters, the backgrounds, just everything just felt like even when they were in yeah. like the little room with all the like the the choir room. I was kind mm-hmm. of like, wow, this is really detailed. Like, they're really making this feel like a real used yeah. choir room, <laughs> you know? Like, somebody's been at choir practice before, <laughs> you know? <laughs> yeah, the set design was great. I feel like one thing that helped also bridge the 2D and the 3D was that they used a lot of rotoscoping for, like, the really, I guess, the high movement 2D action. Mm-hmm. Um, Did they? I didn't notice that. Oh, yeah. For sure. Um, a lot of it would happen, especially at the school, when there was a bunch of people around. You can really notice it there. Interesting. Yeah, I mean, overall, I thought the the style and the visual elements, I mean, I would say next to the music, I think that they just delivered beautiful movie, movie with beautiful sound. Um, yeah, the dub, was good. dubbing was great. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we we had a whole discussion about how dubbing has gotten so much better now that there's money <laughs> in, in voice anime. acting. Yeah, yeah, you know, like that the American audience really it's grow it's a broader audience now. It's like this is awesome. You know, before there was just just good luck. It was four kids paved the way. <laughs> four children. <laughs> four children. It should have been just good call. <laughs> like, yeah, Those we're underpaid doing voice Dragon Ball Z actors. <laughs> we're doing voice acting for the kids. Like, they'll be all right. 
Um, <laughs> I want to be a voice actor when I grow up. Hey, I, I I would like to be a voice actor too. You know, hey, we talk on the podcast all the time. We got the chops. That's basically voice acting. Absolutely. Basically. I can be the character who's going through puberty just indefinitely. <laughs> voice always. Cracking. I think you would have done a better job at Shinobu than Jason Mendoza. I think you would have been a good Shinobu. You don't think I would have been a good uh, Kamishin? Kushin or whatever Kamishin? his name was? No, no, no. I, like The only part that I think you connected with Kamishin was some of his movements. Overall, Kamishin was just an odd character. I don't think you're him, like, personality-wise. Mm. But um, I think you would do a good job of Shinobu, especially, like, because he's a very, like, kind of straight character. And I think you could hit that delivery pretty well. If I can do anything, I can underact. <laughs> <laughs> I'm underacting now, you know. Um, I'm doing it right now. But um, so uh, you know, we're kind of you know toward the end of the episode here. So, any last thoughts uh, before we wrap it up on on Bell and you know the experience and you know what you got from it? Did the they ever people? Oh. Ooh, go, go ahead. The people who did the soundtrack for Bell. Uh, specifically the song Millennium Parade, which I think is like the, the theme song in the movie, I think, are also the ones who did the song for season one of the new Ghost in the Shell. Mm. And it hurts me deeply that that's true because I like Millennium Parade. I like, maybe the, maybe the band is called Millennium Parade. I don't know, whatever. Um, I like that song from Bell, and I hate, hate that song from <laughs> Ghost in the Shell. Snap. It's so cloying and obnoxious. Wait, what season from Ghost in the Shell did they do? Both? So they did the first, <clears throat> the first season of the new the new one show. You know, yeah. I actually liked the song. To just be honest, I actually liked it because I remember you saying it, and I was like, maybe he's thinking of something else. The one money makes the world go around. That's the one you like. Yeah, I just thought it was. I thought it was uh. a different vibe. I I think the show was different. We we should do a. I'd love to do a deep dive on that you know newer that song i actually really don't want to because i'm not gonna have anything good to say <laughs> um but uh i i like the new seasons of ghost in the show i thought it was like i mean the ending was interesting but i think that i thought it was a a good you know follow-up i liked everything pretty much until the last like 10 or 12 episodes so most of the second season i was like this is bad outright bad i would say the second season had the weaker part of it but anyway for sure yeah i'm (laughs) completely taking you off the point that you were trying to make about (laughs) yeah well there you go they made they made the song that you also like from season one of ghost in the shell hey senior cow you were saying something yeah first off i want to say that i appreciate this movie, the writers, whoever wrote the story, giving some love to our marching band community, especially the sax players. I was a sax player <laughs> in the marching band. So for Ruka to be talk of the school and also be, I, I'm thinking she might have been the drum major because she was standing in front of everybody and she mm-hmm. was playing the sax. I'm about it. Um, second thing is, I actually have a question. that I, I might have missed it. So they said that avatars in you are called ASs. I believe. Do so. they ever explain what that means? Oh. No. Uh, if they did, it would have been in the very beginning, but I don't remember it ever coming. No, up they definitively did not because I specifically <laughs> was like, like, because I knew because at the very beginning of the show, 
they do the premise of like, oh, this is a new you and blah, blah, blah. I was like, cool. Yeah. I'm interested to know what this acronym is. They never explained it. Maybe I'm crazy. but Maybe it's alternate selves. Oh, That wouldn't be a bad one. But yeah, I, that, that reminds me again that they, I already said this, but not just the hardware, but they really made you seem low-key threatening. <laughs> they did. Come, join us. Come, be yes, better. Yes, oh, yes. bro, that Come, die to your old frightening. self. Frightening. Beca- <laughs> it, it definitely felt like the they're going to take your soul, 100%. Or I choose, you know what, that's my headcanon now, is the AIs are like the souls of people who have died playing Ooh. this game. <laughs> Zuckerberg is going to use that all... same way to promote his watch. <laughs> <laughs> Enter the metaverse. He's just going to rip off. <laughs> Be a better you. Come do all your meetings in metaverse. Goodness. Join us. Join us. You is know it... what else? I last thought. I thought it was really silly that when she joins the when she joins you, she types her name Bell like just B E L L. And then later, like, so the movie is B-E-L-L-E, like the French word, mm-hmm. and it means beauty. And at some point in the movie, some random faceless person <laughs> yeah, right. goes, shouldn't it be spelled B-E-L with an E at the end? I was like, it's is like that beauty? really where they're getting the title of this movie from? <laughs> yeah. Why? A throwaway line. It yeah, bothered but- me when she did that, because I was mm-hmm. like, no, she's, obviously they're just playing this up for like a dramatic effect. She's gonna type that last e. e exactly. And she was like, confirmed. She never did. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they wanted to call her like the beauty without her, without actually having her call herself beauty, because that's what that would have meant. Is that she wrote, "I'm Belle," but instead she wrote, "I'm Belle," and someone else made her Belle. And like, I think I actually thought that was kind of cool because if you think about it, the whole the whole world was on this game because they kind of showed the diversity of. Like, oh, somebody's yeah. in the U.S. and somebody's here. So it kind of makes sense that, like, somebody would, from another place would be like, why is her name Belle? That doesn't make any sense. Like, like, and if Beauty and the Beast did exist in the world, it kind of feels mm-hmm. like it would naturally progress to that. Like, oh, like, Belle. Like, they didn't say Beauty and the Beast, but they said, oh, it's beautiful in French. But I don't know. I, I thought it was okay. I thought it was okay. Don't forgive this movie. Never forgive so my my last thoughts i have two thoughts um i don't know if y'all remember this but when she was doing her performance before dragon showed up i laughed because she had this dress that was made of diamonds and then it like reformed and like separated and all i could think of was knack like (laughs) (laughs) i was like oh man knack (laughs) um so i was it was blue playstation blue oh my gosh it completely took me out the moment it took me out of the moment (laughs) so hard like knack three confirmed baby i was like why they do knack like this now he's just devoted to somebody's (laughs) dress you know if your avatar is like randomly generated there is somebody running around there looks like knack looking like knack (laughs) hands on the ground little goblin and and my other thought was did y'all notice that the girl Bell was a track star? Like, she ran so fast in that movie. There's a moment <gasps> yes, where, like, we were laughing about like, it. Like, she, yeah, when Shinobu's across the street or something, she's like, she books it in a way that she could keep up with cars, right? <laughs> like, and Shinobu's like, where'd she go? <laughs> and there's another moment 
where like <laughs> something happens and she runs off screen, like off out of the scene. But like the person tried to keep up with her a little bit, but she was gone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, Shailene, yeah. Shailene called her Usain Bell. I said that's oh, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's pretty good. Yeah, she was. I was like, she has another like if singing don't work out for her, she she good. She can go to the legs. That girl was fast. When she was on the river running to the school, she was sprinting. Like, she full ran all the way there. She wasn't breathing hard or anything afterwards. <laughs> she came in like, hey, what's up, y'all? Y'all good? Like, we took a car here. <laughs> <laughs> you made me think of something super important just now, though. I wanted to bring it up earlier, but the idea of watching this movie with the group, I can't agree with more because... I feel like there are like a lot of emotional moments and a lot of different things. So not not only for the confusing bits, but like for when things are happening. Because mm-hmm. I watched it with Mrs. Jams and uh, like the things that were really like emotionally charged and the stories and like the places where you can kind of connect with the heart heartache that she's going through, the traumatic moments, and then mm-hmm. the subtle things that they had in there, things that I wasn't necessarily picking up on. She would kind of call out and mention, and it, it made the movie that much better for me to be able to, I guess, see kind of see it through her eyes so definitely recommend watching this movie in a group at least with well, at least with one other person yeah i agree i think there's just it was just a different experience than sitting and watching it by myself and then even like this movie is kind of like if you do have a significant other it is a good like kind of you know like a date movie like i think steve did it right like this is a, yeah. a good, like, emotional, but kind of has a little funny moment, especially in the middle. It's kind of cute, kind of mm-hmm. reminds you of, like, what your relationship was when it first started. This awkward, like, <laughs> I like you, you like me, and trying to figure it out. Like, it just felt, I don't know, I feel like it was a good one. And then I think even if you're not a anime fan, yes, it's very anime-esque and, you know, Justin and all the weird stuff. It's got I its think, moments. You know, I think... um I think it was a good one to watch with people. I enjoyed it. I'm happy I did that. Overall. Good suggestion, Steve. Yes, yes. Yeah, I'm glad you guys liked it. Oh, also one the one of the guys he the who was a fan of uh, Chizu, he has Summer War on DVD, and I was telling him like, man, I don't know where to watch Summer War. He's like, oh, we should do a movie night to watch Summer War. So we're probably gonna do that an anime movie. You haven't seen it, right? Hmm. You haven't seen Summer War, right? No, I have not. I have not seen. Yes, bro. I'm so I'm gonna watch it again. I'm not, I'm probably just gonna buy it just to have it <laughs> before it gets delisted from the internet because it seems like it. <laughs> you're, it's like Bell's gonna go away eventually, so you better watch it now. Um, yeah, these cheesy movies are hard to track down. Oh, you gotta I, preserve I, them. I did want to talk about this before we end. I know we're going a little bit deeper into the close closing on the two hour mark, but we really didn't talk much about K the beast himself and his situation and like wow we did not and like what was going on with him because we have this character this 12 14 year old which you know think of, i try to think of it as like this is the fortnite try hard right like he's 14 he has nothing else to do but play this game yeah and he's good at it naturally so he's just going to keep getting better. And then he's also an angsty teen. So he's just going to do jerks things. He's trolling. He's griefing people. You know what I'm saying? But he's getting also, out some aggression. The game, 
the game made him strong in the game because it recognized that he had a strong spirit mm-hmm. in protecting his brother, which is interesting yeah. that his brother was just like this little, little blob, a <laughs> like a whiff. like hello, like just simple defenseless. geometry, defenseless, you know. Um, but we have this this thing where like Dragon is this young kid murdering people in battle angsty teen he had a very emo look and his castle was emo and beast was emo um but it's so interesting to me that like at the end of the day he's just like this kid and he basically needed another child to protect him you know like it it was just an interesting like somebody but he talked about, he said, like, people had come into his life, adults oh, and stuff. Oh, so yeah. That they let him down. He, he, he did on that rant, I'll help you, I'll help you, I'll help you. Oh, yeah, that was very, that was a very. That was kind of a cringe. Cr- yeah, cringy rant. yeah, it was very cringy. It was intense. Yeah. It, he did it, I think he did it a, a, too, a few you. too many times for it to you, really. I help you, I help you, I help you. Like, the first time he did it, I was like, what was that? And then the second time, I was like, oh, I get it. But then he just kept doing it. It probably, it probably rolls off the tongue a little better in general. I was going to say the same thing. It probably feels better mm. and maybe that and maybe also sense. because of like similar to why bruises doesn't connect to us maybe that doesn't connect to us as that's a eight, good point you know but um, and speaking of his uh i guess you know him being a part of the game one of the things that they kind of glossed over too was that during his winnings it said the only times that he lost was when he was distracted and so it's like you can you can assume it was because his dad came into the room but mm. was because he was taking care of his brother who knows? And so that was another thing I think mm-hmm. was pretty interesting about his character is that even though he was driven to win all these matches and be good at the game, there was something that was still a bit more important to him that you didn't know about at first. His brother. Yeah, and, yeah. and it's not clear if his father only was emotionally abusive because from the video you see, he's just yelling at him, right? I thought they were going to show him hit him, like in the back, you know, because he was like protecting his brother and I figured that's where the bruises would come in. But it was purely emotional damage that was showing up on his back as he's protecting his brother and all of that. Um, but it's clear that his dad is also a physical person. Yeah, he's willing to get physical. Because he grabbed some random person. He didn't know who she was. And he grabbed her and grabbed her hard enough to scratch her face. Like Who grabbed somebody by the face? By the face and scratched her face deep enough where blood was dripping. And then... You know, then he sees this little girl, a 17-year-old girl, and then he cocks the fist and literally is just debating, you know, mm-hmm. I'm going to punch you in the mouth, you know, and screaming at her like a a wild animal, you know, like. Yeah. I wonder, because in that moment, I guess, like you said, there wasn't any evidence that he had been physical before that point. So I'm wondering if he was just, I guess, ramping up and maybe that was the first time he'd gotten physical because he had to be. And this was also when he had the realization about how far he'd gone. Because he mm. seemed like super troubled once he realized what he was doing. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's why the stare down worked. Because I don't think he'd actually ever hit mm. anyone before. Yeah. Or maybe he never hit a, someone other than his kid. I don't know. But he definitely felt like, oh, this is a little step too far. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and it's like this moment where I was thinking to myself, maybe the, the passing of his wife broke him. Just as yeah. much as it broke the kids but he broke in a direction where he he put all of his negative emotions on them 
for not being perfect children and not being what he needs in this moment. And right. the true beast. The true beast. The true beast yeah. in us all. So it's just really the beast is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> I mean, said that in another episode. I can't even remember. Every episode. <laughs> I'm gonna say it every episode until it sticks, <laughs> old man. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, I, I think it was I thought it was a clever twist on the reveal, like we were talking about before. Um, you know, I'm assuming after he assaulted a child, a girl that uh, of all things, that CPS or whatever they called it, somebody finally made a visit instead of going. Ah, we, one can hope we can't do nothing for another forty-eight hours. Like, yeah, you know, Suzu like, should have had a body cam or something. <laughs> I mean, Suzu clearly didn't have that a plan. whole. That whole scene was just nonsensical to me. Like, none of that made any sense. Didn't have no plan. Just showed up. He could have city. gone really south, but yeah, she, she, he could have beat her to death if he was. You know, like, I don't understand why Shinobu... I get it. You can't have Shinobu there because then you can't have that moment where they have the platonic love embrace, right? Because Shinobu would not... It would be a weird moment, you know? Yeah. But, I don't know. I just... That's... That part, yeah, kind of broke a lot of stuff for me. So, yeah. I mean, that's the movie, y'all. I mean... Any last words before uh, we wrap this up, boyos? We already gave our last words, man. Just wrap it up. Go watch it. Cool. Go watch it. Go watch it. It is a. It is an adventure, and something that uh, it is a adventure. It is a, a adventure. adventure. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, definitely. I mean, not the greatest movie ever made, but a gr- a good movie, a great movie. Uh, definitely a great one to watch with your good. your friends, family. And significant others, uh, I definitely recommend it. The brothers seem to recommend it. And Any significant yeah. others, significant others recommend it. Insignificant, your insignificant others. Watch oh, it with them too. Watch it with them as well. Yes, yes. Your enemies, um, <laughs> your fins. <laughs> um, so yeah, so you know, thanks for listening to this episode of Super Agile Bros. Appreciate y'all following us on the journey. We're on the other side of fifty. We got a lot more to go. Uh, as Ayo. always, thank you to the brother Kyle. Thank you for your time this always evening, a pleasure. this day, this morning. And as well, thank you to the brother Steve. Yo, welcome, brother Bradston. It's been a pleasure as always. Yes, Bernie yes. Mac is back. He's back. He's back. <laughs> Denzel Carter. I don't know. <laughs> whatever. Excuse me. <laughs> just, just squeeze. <laughs> Denzel Chris Jackson. Denzel, Denzel Rock. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but but honestly, thank y'all for listening. Thank you, Brad. Oh no, always thank thank you for having me, allowing me to be a part of. Thank this. me, Brad. I will thank <laughs> you again, Steve. Um, <laughs> but once again, know that you can always listen to us on YouTube, SoundCloud. You can find us on Facebook. We're on Stitcher. We're on Apple Podcasts. Google we're us. on Spotify. Just Google Super Agile Bros. You will find us. Um, please, if you're a fan of our show, if you like what we do, please go out there and review us on the various platforms so other people can find us. But other than that, yep. enjoy your day. Enjoy your life. Enjoy everything. And as always, we're super thankful. And until next time, y'all take it easy. Peace.